Blog Talk Radio. designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus evolution like the dinosaur look out that window you've had your time the future is our world Morpheus the future is our time I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here it came to me when I tried to classify your species I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. 
I must get free. And in this mind is the key, my key. There are people that's awake, and there's people asleep. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So, let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. We, it used to they say 5%. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so that you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty, they can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. 
and it was this lolly. Let me give you an example. When I was old, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school, and I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends. One of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, "Well, how do you how do you feel, man? You you've edu- you educated yourself." I said, "Man, I don't feel shit." <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years. I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now, it was, it was, you know, it was a couple of years later that what I was missing, I realized, was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but, but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You, you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why is that is because you were you, you were gravitating but above the root shock. Please. Uh, yeah. I 
gotta keep it real as the song is Friends turn into brothers when they been with you the longest I know I ain't the brightest, I ain't saying you the wrongest But the maintenance man already told us that they was on us Thought I had a buyer for the peas, they ain't like those Left them in your room, then you try to catch a flight, yo Deep down in your heart, you know that wasn't right, bro They fuck around and ran up in the crib, same night, yo Six pounds of haze in your closet is what they see in there 48k in my closet, I wasn't even there Work wasn't mine, but the money sure was What I should've knew was that it wasn't all love You bailed out and told me you was gonna give the bread back Your man was right there, he could tell you you said that Had to separate, I can't do the pretend shit The charges got thrown out and so did the friendship Just keep it one with me Word. You ain't gotta Word. lie, just the ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real When you keep it one with me You ain't gotta lie, just the ride, Just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real When you keep it one with me You ain't gotta lie, just the ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one and with me. You Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Should clear up your account. $137 million. Yes, and if I don't pay up, I'll go to jail for tax evasion. I'm crazy enough to take on Batman, but the IRS, no, thank you. Hey, Mr. G, this money looks weird. What do you mean? It's a plain old pack of hundreds. See, there's Ben Franklin's chubby little... What? King Barlow? He's on this stack. And this one. He's on every one of these thousands. I don't understand. Hey, boss. I found this. Hiya, Joker. If you're playing this tape, you probably figured out you've been had. Yeah, I left you some cash, but only ten million, which knowing you, you've already blown. All the other stuff, money, jewels, and gold, it's all fake. See, I always hated your guts, and this was the perfect payback. By now, you're probably out of real money. The IRS is after you, and you can't admit I fooled you, or you'll be the laughing stock of the underworld. That joke's on you, sucker. I got the last laugh after all. If I don't pay my taxes, I'll go to jail. 
But if I admit Barlow duped me, I'll look like a fool. Maybe you could raise the cash by pulling one of your classic routines, like them laughing fish. Good idea, Ernie. Let's let Batman know I did it so he can kick my keister right back into Arkham. Uh, you... Dope. Say, Carly, any ideas? Anything you say, Mr. G. <laughs> think I'd miss the real one. Harley Quinn's escaped. Still all exits. Maybe she went down the laundry chute. None of these yahoos are crazy enough to pull that old stunt. My dear Mr. Wayne, I'm delighted to have you in my humble nest. I thought I'd take in the atmosphere. <laughs> well, well, Bruce Wayne, join me. A bottle of your best, my dear, for my guests. You'll understand if I refuse. The last time we met, you tried to throw me off a building. I did? Well, <laughs> that was so long ago. It was last month. Well, gotta be going. This is starting to get to me. What? Should have used more makeup, Ernie. Ah! Why the disguise, Ernie? Where is he? I don't know what you're talking about. He can't threaten my guests. Let me jog your memory. money dispersal from Gotham Mint proceedings plan. Good. Your police escort is waiting. Let's go, dance, go, throw I know, you know, I go psycho when my new joint hit 
just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. That's it, the honey, honey, come ride. CKNY, all up in my eyes. You gotta try to bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing at the kid. Wish you could dance in the jig. Here with this handsome kid. Take a cigar right from Cuba Cuba. Just bite it. For the look, I don't light it. Still wait to hand me on the hand, stay on play. Keep it up, jiggy, make it feel like four play. Yo, my cardio is infinite. <laughs> Big Willie Styles, all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. What? You on the ball with your kid? Watch your step, you might fall trying to do what I did. Mama, uh, mama, uh, I'm a couple slide in the middle of the club with the rubber ducks. Uh, no love for the haters, the haters. Mad cause I got floor seats at the Lakers. See me on the 50 yard line with the Raiders. Met Ali, he told me I'm the greatest. I got the fever for the flavor of a crowd pleaser. DJ play another from the prison this sure highness. Only bad chicks riding my whip. South to the west, to the east, to the north. Bump my hips and watch them go off. But go off and get that shawl And you don't stop In the winter order I make it high Getting jiggy with them Getting jiggy with it Getting jiggy with it Getting jiggy with it 850 IS if you need a lift Who's the kid in the drop? Who else will slip? Living that life, some consider a myth Rock from South Street, the one, two, fifth Women used to tease me, give it to me now, nice and easy Since I moved up like Georgia Wheezy Cream to the maximum, I'll be asking them Would you like to bounce with your brother that's laughing up? Never be will attacking them Rather play ball with shacking up, flatten up Like getting I thought I took a spell, but I didn't Trust the lady of my life, she hitting Hit her with a drop top with the ribbon, crib for my mom on the outskirts of Billy. You trying to flex on me? Don't be silly. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class, I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus. I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. 
He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a death job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you believe us. Your light belongs to everyone who'll be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people, dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that you're 70 watts. Your 70 watts have to be turned way up because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people. And they're going to tell you your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. I'm just saying, why don't you start carrying around an extra pair of shades? Oh 
Lord understanding Girl, I feel you when you comb your hair Lady, when we lock it low We get together, it's an overthrow I'm flipping, I'm here among my knees I feel my heart up, I feel it
happiness is a dimension of our own nature. Happiness, from a spiritual point of view, is not based on conditions or circumstances. Innately, we're happy beings. We're spiritual beings. That means that happiness and joy are already built within. And as we're growing spiritually, we are removing filters from seeing or feeling the happiness that's already there. When we're somewhat blocked, happiness is conditioned. We say, well, I got a new car, therefore I'm happy. Or this person didn't call me back, therefore I'm unhappy. And so it's conditioned-based. But as we mature spiritually and we begin to touch into our real nature and being, we notice that we're happy regardless of what's going on. Something bad happens, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. Uh, someone doesn't call us back, some plan doesn't work out, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. So that's a sign of spiritual maturity. So can we define happiness as the way to transform every emotion and transform it into feel something great? Yes, you, you can uh, basically, you, you discover your happiness when you're able to see that in every circumstance there is possibility, there's potential, and there's an energy behind it pushing you to a greater expression of, of, of who and what you really are. People become frustrated and unhappy if they feel there's no way out, if they feel that every road is blocked. But in reality, with a capital R, there's no such world. No world like that exists. We're surrounded by infinite possibilities. And so with a shift of perception and attitude, you begin to see those possibilities. And those possibilities uh, invite us uh, to activate potential within us. Uh, the gifts and talents within us that are latent, the possibilities invite us to activate, to discover and activate those, those possibilities. So again, then happiness would be us uh, becoming more ourselves. That'd be a very blissful state, you see. So it doesn't deny that bad things happen in the world. It doesn't deny that people die. People die on us. You know, people leave. Jobs change. It doesn't deny that. But when we come to an understanding that even with all the changes that are going on in the phenomenal world, there's still something about us that's permanent. There's something about us that's forever. And that part of us that's forever is spiritual, which means it never... It never began and it will never end. And as we become more and more identified with that, identified not just in, with a belief system, but identified that with some kind of spiritual practice, some kind of focus, some kind of intention, then our life takes on a whole different, a whole different vibration. How we can overcome the fear of rejection? Rejection is paying too much attention. The fear of rejection is paying too much attention to what other people are thinking about you and other, what other people are thinking about what you're thinking about. And people live in that kind of a bubble. I wonder if that person likes me. I wonder if this person appreciates me. And those are, uh, that's the wrong mode of being in the world. You have to think about what the universe thinks about you. And the universe thinks you're important. The, the, whatever name you want to use, you can say the universe, you can say the cosmos, you can say God, whatever. What, what, is, what does the universe think of you? And because you were created, you have meaning, you are important, you're worthy, you're worthwhile, because you weren't made accidentally. You weren't just accidentally made. Uh, nature didn't just come together and accidentally make you. You know, uh, there was a perfect idea behind you with, 
complete potential and possibility uh, to be activated. So you have to begin to think about, we all have to begin to think about, how does the universe think about me? Not how does that person over there think about me? Not how those group of people over there think about me. That's a waste of my time. Then I start to people please. I start to do things to make them like me, and, and, which may take away from my mission, may take away from my authenticity. It may take away from making my powers because I'm thinking about what they're thinking about. And they're thinking about what I'm thinking about. Everybody's thinking about what other people are thinking about what they're thinking about. <laughs> no. And what difference do you, do you see between pay attention to others yes. and learn from feedback of others? Yeah. yeah, you can learn from feedback from others. I'm not overly concerned about what others are thinking about me because I'm living my passion and my purpose and my intention. And then life gives me feedback. If, if I'm being stubborn in some area, then, then, then there'll be some feedback from either life itself or from people. If, if I'm being arrogant, you'll get the feedback. If you're being wishy-washy, you get the feedback. So you learn how to pay attention. And, you know, as you, as you mature, and become more comfortable with yourself, you're able to take criticism. And what happens is uh, you start paying, uh, you start seeing, what, what, what they're called the two imposters, criticism and praise. There are people that praise you and people that criticize you. But after a while, you don't really care about either one of them. They're called imposters. And so if somebody's criticizing you and saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, shut up, whatever, <laughs> you, 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 you don't care. It's like, thank you for your feedback, you know. And if somebody says, oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you, 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 you're the best. You say, thank you, for your, thank you for your feedback. You start treating both the same because you're not trying to get something from the people. You're giving a gift to the people. You're getting your information and your energy directly from the life force, you see. You're getting fed by life. Life is giving you information and you're sharing it. And if people don't want it, and they say, ah, it's a bunch of baloney, thank you. I won't give it to you, you know. And if somebody says, I want it, thank you. Here it is. But after a while, praise and criticism, you don't really care because you're, you're, you're becoming so in tune inside of yourself. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if you are a mathematician and you know that 10 plus 10 is 20. You know it. It's not an opinion. You know it. And you stand in front of a group. And you start to do your math, and somebody says, I don't believe that. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, thank you. You know, you know 10 plus 10 is 20. You say, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Good example. They're giving you feedback where you need to grow. Because when you get out here as a public figure, people talk about you. If you do really good, they talk about you more. If you yeah. do really, really good, they talk about you really, really more. It, yeah. it goes with scale. And then you learn this. Uh, mediocrity attacks excellence all the time. And so if you're seeking to live a, an excellent life, those who are, have agreement with mediocrity, they attack you because you're making them uncomfortable. They want to stay small, so they attack people who are trying to do big things. Let's talk about the law of attraction. According to you, how we can use the law of attraction? Well, the, the basic, first start with the basics. The basic law is what you chronically think about is what you bring about in your experience. A thought, is a unit of mental energy. Energy can never be created or destroyed. Energy just keeps changing itself into higher or lower expressions. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you know, 
uh, life is hard and, and then you die. There's not enough good jobs around. Uh, there's no... Decrease of Yeah, there's, everything is working. Then you, your, your body temple gets that message. The cells of your, of your body begin to hear that. It starts to produce, produce toxic chemicals. Your immune system starts to become unhinged, starts to be, be impaired. Your thinking starts to go down because of the toxic chemicals. And you start to bring about what you're thinking about. You become sick, uh, not as much energy, so therefore your opportunities are depleted. Uh, your energy is down, critical thinking goes down. And then you start to bring about that negativity that you're describing. But you change it around and you begin to say, you know, I'm surrounded by opportunities. Life is good. Everything's working together for my good. I, 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 I'm surrounded by infinite opportunities. Uh, prosperity is right here. And then what happens? When you start to say that, your mood is lifted. Tonic chemicals and endorphins start to go through the body. starts to amplify your immune system. Your thinking becomes more clearer. You start to see life differently. Opportunities, you start to see opportunities that you couldn't see before. Possibilities open up that you didn't even know about because your attitude has changed. And what looks like the law of attraction is simply you lifting your vibration so that you can see the potential that's here. And then we call it the law of attraction, but what it really is, I call it the law of, the law of radiation, the law of emergence. Because what you're doing is allowing that which is within you to come out and, and to radiate and to emerge and to express. And then in the physical form, good things happen. And it looks like it's a, you're attracting it. But what's really happening is you're radiating it. And what you're radiating is becoming visible. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. A nigga like me, man. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Be feeling like one of the ball playing niggas, you know. Like bird magic or something. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dough. A nigga can leave the league. But if I leave, the fans still gonna love me, man. Uh, get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pivot I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you high, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You posted this fucker, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock got an extra clip in the bed with an extra bitch. It's just a view, it's just a view. The sky ain't the limit to me. Always looking over my shoulder before I get into my feet. Uh, get the bag 
right, yeah. that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made a twerk Opened a trap in January Shit got rid of on May the 1st Came to his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Open the law, continue to bless me But I don't be wearing a kufi My body different, baby Here end up missing, baby We starting these cars, we starting these cars No keys in the ignition, baby They dragging my name through the mud They saying that I'm money hungry I'm money hungry, but I came for the love Plus, I came with some thugs I'm on the boat drinking my ties How to ride by, I fly by Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord But I gotta die, fly Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. the mind of God is what you have to do what does that mean go get something you already got it El Fatah open is your work the becoming is your work everything you need you got it if somebody says be ye perfect You'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it, because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If you're subconscious, 
keeps making you make mistakes, it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G-O-D right now. I am master, able, and noble right now. That's your prayer for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you is supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't... I, I, I ain't... I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book, write them numbers down. <laughs> and carried them to the window. Wait a minute, I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money, because a penny is money, and He'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks you go in there and buy some damn beans and rice what is you doing you know, you know get up here why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful pleasant prosperous life who told you you weren't supposed to do that nobody but you well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. Yeah. I'm sick. It's okey-doke. Yeah. I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now, I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. Is the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. 
And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for when you stop listening to your own truth. Take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only. By desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. (laughs) And find out you might be 25 feet tall. (laughs) That's a Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up here to four. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process The same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, 
Who's better off? The journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated heretofore up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth. If you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forest in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it gets, can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Number one, the 14th Amendment is very questionable as to whether or not somebody can come over, have a baby, and immediately that baby is a citizen. Uh, okay? The court has pretty much said you're that right. it reads an immigrant well, there. This, this is a minority legal Chris, opinion you're talking about. There are many people that totally feel that... They may want it that way. Amending is too big a deal. It's going to take... It'll be two terms. I'd be in my second term or my eighth year by the time, assuming everything went smoothly, because to amend the Constitution... It takes a long time. But I believe... Especially on a very divisive issue. I believe you can win it legally, okay? I believe you can win it legally. And in any event, the parents have to leave. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Hi, folks. Thanks for stopping by. My name is Greg Robinson. 
Today I would like to talk with you about some of the fiduciary duties of trustees. Many books have been written regarding the fiduciary duties of trustees. There are law school classes that focus solely on fiduciary duties of trustees. Today, however, I want to discuss with you five simple duties of trustees once the trust has been validly established. The first duty imposed upon trustees is the duty of loyalty. The Missouri statute states in part, a trustee shall administer the trust solely in the interests of the beneficiaries. I chose the duty of loyalty as the first duty to discuss today because it is such a well-known and probably the most fundamental duty of the trustee. The trustee has a duty of loyalty to the beneficiaries of the trust regarding the trust property. A trustee cannot place his or her personal interests above those of the beneficiaries. The trustee cannot allow his personal interests to compete with those of the beneficiaries of the trust. The trustee who has an adverse interest and has breached his duty to the beneficiaries typically will have to resign. Some states, like Missouri, have a savings statute that would allow the trustee not to be liable for a breach of a fiduciary duty if the breach were disclosed to the beneficiaries, the beneficiaries consent to the conduct constituting the breach, the beneficiaries release the trustee from the liability for the breach, and or ratify the transaction which constituted the breach. The second duty imposed upon trustees is the duty to be prudent. Missouri's statutes state that a trustee shall administer the trust as a prudent person would by considering the purposes, terms, distribution requirements, and other circumstances of the trust. In satisfying this standard, the trustee shall exercise reasonable care, skill, and caution. A trustee's action or inaction will not be judged in hindsight, but, as stated above, by considering the purposes, terms, distribution requirements, and other circumstances of the trust. The third duty that is imposed upon a trustee after a trust has been validly created is the duty to act and carry out or administer the terms of the trust. Missouri statute states in part, upon acceptance of a trusteeship, the trustee shall administer the trust in good faith in accordance with its terms and purposes and the interests of the beneficiaries. Trustees do not have a duty to accept a trusteeship. The trustee named in the trust document can decline to serve. If, however, the trustee accepts the trusteeship, the trustee has a duty to administer the trust diligently. The trustee must read the governing document and carry out the intentions of the settlor as expressed in the trust document. The fourth duty imposed upon trustees of a validly created trust is the duty to give personal attention to the trust. The trustee's relationship with the beneficiaries is a personal one. The entire administration of the trust cannot be delegated. Missouri does allow, however, a trustee to delegate to an agent duties and powers that a prudent trustee of comparable skills could delegate under the circumstances. The ability to delegate to an agent is derived from the Uniform Prudent Investor Act. The last duty of a trustee that I wanted to discuss with you today 
is the duty to account to the beneficiaries. The trustee has a duty to keep records of the administration of the trust. Additionally, the trust property must be kept separate and distinct from the trustee's own personal property. An interesting and controversial duty imposed upon trustees in Missouri is the duty to inform and report to the beneficiaries at least annually and provide a report of the trust property, liabilities, receipts, disbursements, including the source and amount of the trustee's compensation, a listing of the trust assets, and their respective market values. The concept of providing all available information to the beneficiaries is to allow the beneficiaries to protect their interests. If you have questions about the duties of a trustee, or if you are currently serving as a trustee, please feel free to contact our office. To the new Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. Well, see. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man. He used to be my dog. Oh man, what a goddamn shame. Boy out here throwing dirt on my name. We was lit together. We was the shit together. Hitting chick together. You hit my phone, you know how I was with whatever. Then they said you's a rat. I hit you up like, boy, what's up with that? You ain't give me no feedback. You said the paperwork was fake. I left it at that. Remember? Then you switched friends on me I thought the love was kinda real but you pretend on me Thought you was straight but you bend on me And I never touched a girl but she been want me Uh-huh, uh-huh, we was dogs, remember? And I helped you got rich, I was the cause, remember? Damn, you forgot all of that I was hitting your phone and you stopped calling back, that's why Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, you was in my left titty Scream ride or die, I thought you would die with me Found out you's a rat, you can't even ride with me Now I'm on some funny shit, I gotta move shifty Took you to my mother house, she called you a son I let you eat out my refrigerator, you know I never been a hater We used to switch cars and chains Everybody thought we had the same last name Then you forgot who put you up on game Start running around with all these lanes Now I'm a sucker, you know I ain't never switch up You had beef, I was there, I ain't bitch up I had beef, I called you and you ain't pick up And you ain't come to the hospital when I got hit up That broke my heart That showed me that we broke apart You know I kept it real from the start Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog Used to be my dog Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog. Used to be my dog, man, he used to be my dog.
Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemicals of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential, and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff, and how can they do that, and they shouldn't speak, and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because... When the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal? And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, et cetera, and nothing gets done. Nothing. Over and over and over again. Because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so, therefore, we have abandoned the project Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, 
and we wonder why, what happened, and somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused. And hear me when I tell you this, when people can walk away from you, let them walk. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't want you to try to talk another person into staying with you, loving you, calling you, caring about you, coming to see you, staying attached to you. I mean, hang up the phone. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't care how wonderful they are. I don't care how attracted you are to them. I don't care what they did for you 20 years ago. I don't care what the situation is. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Because your destiny is not tied to the person who left. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left. The Bible said that they came out from us, that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For had they been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. People leave you because they're not joined to you. And if they're not joined to you, you get super glue and you can't make them stay. Let them go. If they walked away, it's no accident. If they left you, it's no accident. If you tried to make it work and it wouldn't work, it's no accident. Accept it as the will of God. Clap your hands, wash your face, do your dance, and keep going. Oh, baby, 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 don't make me preach it. Let me tell you something. I, I got the gift of goodbye. I mean, I got the gift of goodbye. It's, it's a tip spiritual gift. I believe in goodbye. It's not that I'm hateful. It's that I'm faithful. And I know whatever God needs for me to have, he'll give it to me. And if it takes too much sweat, I don't need it. Stop begging people to stay. Let them go. It's great when people believe in us, cheer us on, make us feel valuable. We love when our spouse compliments us, a friend is there to give encouragement, our co-worker stays late to help us on a project. God uses people to help move us toward our destiny. But here's the key. You can't become so dependent on people that you're getting your worth and value out of how they treat you. It's easy to become addicted to compliments, addicted to encouragement, addicted to them cheering you on. Now you rely on them to keep you feeling good about yourself, to always be there to validate you, to make you feel approved. Like a drug, if they don't keep you fixed, meet all your expectations, you get discouraged, feel inferior, work overtime to try to win their approval. The problem is you're trying to get from people what only God can give. Your worth, your value doesn't come from another person it comes from your Creator. If you rely on people, you'll be disappointed. People will let you down. People will get busy and not be there when you need it. Sometimes people will even turn on you. Quit relying on people. What they do or don't do doesn't determine your worth. What they give you or don't give you cannot stop your purpose. God breathed His life into you. He has crowned you with His favor. Quit waiting for people to approve you and start approving yourself. People may not encourage you, you can encourage yourself. People may not make you feel special, you can make yourself feel special. I'm a child of the Most High God. I know I'm crowned with favor. I'm one of a kind. I'm a masterpiece. 
You'll have better relationships if you'll start validating yourself. If you're always depending on somebody else, you'll become needy, a burden, waiting for other people to keep you fixed. Can I tell you, your friends, family members, they have enough problems of their own. They have enough issues that they're dealing with to not come home and have to work on you for three hours. That's not only hurting you, it's unfair to the people God put in your life. They're not responsible for your happiness. They're not responsible to keep you cheered up. Don't put that extra pressure on them. If you're basing that off of what people give you, then if they change their mind, if they stop doing it, you'll feel devalued. But when you go to God for it, nobody can take it away. It's not dependent on how somebody treats you, how they make you feel, how many compliments they give you. It's dependent on the fact that you're a child of Almighty God and you know He has already approved you. That's where you're getting your value. Well, Joel, my parents didn't raise me right. I didn't have a good childhood. My spouse never compliments me. My boss didn't give me the credit that I deserve. I say this respectfully. If you didn't get it, you didn't need it. They can't stop your destiny. What they say or do cannot override God's plan for your life. That person that walked away, did you wrong, made hurtful comments, shake off the disrespect. Don't believe the lies that you're not talented enough, attractive enough, good enough. They don't determine your value. They can't lessen your self-worth. The only power people have over you is the power that you give them. But when we know the creator of the universe lives in us, he's equipped us, empowered us, anointed us, we can put our shoulders back, hold our head up high, knowing that if God approves us, we don't have to have people's approval. And it's good when people encourage us, when they cheer us on. What I'm saying is don't become dependent on that. If somebody's not giving you what you expect, they're not validating you, that's okay. You can validate yourself. You can approve your... Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet. The new Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right. What's up, what's up, what's up? Peace to the gods. Uh took y'all to church a little bit. <laughs> See, a few of y'all didn't just dropped off. <laughs> a few of y'all dropped off. Y'all couldn't, what's wrong? You, you, you can't handle a good message. Alright, what up though? Peace to the gods. Um, <clears throat> welcome to the show. Be right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Brownsell Bay. And we got a, I got a good little show lined up for you tonight. I, I've been really meditating on this topic and um, I think it's a Excellent way for us to um, start this retrograde we're about to go into, right? Understanding that retrograde takes us backwards so you can swing forward. Um, but, you know, I really want to make sure that we break this topic down tonight. And I'll give you some things to think about. Uh, and, and believe me, anything that I talk about, it, it, it does apply very much to where we at with our studies. All right. Um, so if you need to holler at me, 
as always, you can go to makemorecommerce.com. That's where I'm at and I'm available to you. All right, we got a plethora of products over there. All right. Um, so we, let's just jump right into it, right? Call in number 347-989-0194 if you want to get in a holler at me. All right. So, you know, this may not be um, a very popular subject amongst people, specifically because a lot of people don't really care about stuff like this, right? But it affects you, and I think that uh, it's worth us discussing when we talk about things like codes, black codes, color codes, um, codes of arms, right? There's all different types of codes, DNA codes. So what I wanted to break down tonight was the idea of what these codes are and why they apply to you, okay, um, on a metaphysical, physical, spiritual uh, and any other level that you can really uh, ascertain, okay? Now, when we talk about codes, right, we have to understand that codes themselves, right, are put in place to hide things. They're put in place to um, disguise things, right? And anytime that we're talking about a code or a series of codes, whether they be binary or or otherwise, um, we must understand that there's always a, a message, right? So, by definition, a code is a system of words or letters or figures uh, or symbols, okay, for the purpose of secrecy, okay, and they're used to convert words into a particular code in order to convey some type of secret message to you, okay? So, for instance, when you sit down in front of a computer, everything that you see is coded, okay? So, a motherfucker may go to a website, right? Hey, you might be dealing with a website that has uh, angelic codes. It might have demonic Code. It, it may have mnemonic code, numeric code, alphabetic code, right? But it's all coded when you look at the World Wide Web, right? It's a web of codes, okay? So you have to think of um, a systematic statement or a, a body of law, essentially, right? Um, it, it is it is a system of principles, a system of rules, a system of signals, symbols, communications, right? It's codes, okay? So everywhere you look around you, it's cold. When you look at, look at a goddamn McDonald's and look at the, the golden arch, right? There's there's a code in the golden arch. And you say, well, what would that code be? The code would be the number 13, right? And then the number 13... Uh, has a lot of representations on this planet. Some people will try to say, well, 13 is an unlucky number, but it's actually one of the most luckiest numbers, right? There's 13 planets. A woman has 13 cycles, right? Things of that nature. So understanding that what you've been told is bad is good, and what you've been told is good is bad, okay? So codes are a system, right? 
um, even when you deal with like genetic code, right? See, genetic code deals with biochemical uh, heredity. It deals with um, uh, uh, a system of your codons. Your, they call it your DNA. They call it your RNA. Right? And these determine the specific amino acids or the proteins, right? Or the, excuse me, the sequence in the proteins. Right, and then they appear to be in what they call a, a uniform form that we will call life, right? And this is your genetic code, okay? And you know, if you're not careful, a lot of different things can alter a person's genetic code. It can be done through food, it can be done through water, it can be done through your air, it can be done through what you watch, what you listen to, who you talk to. Who you listen to, what words you say, the vibrations that you operate, all this shit can alter your code. Okay? So you have to think of yourself like real talk, like the Matrix, right? Because when that was one of the things about the Matrix, right? The Matrix dealt with the code. Okay? Um, you know, you see that in the beginning of the Matrix when it first came on. It dealt with the code, right? And they called it the Matrix Digital Rain, right? A digital rain, <laughs> right? So the code is sometimes, what they call it the, the green rain, is the computer code that's featured in the Matrix series, right? And um, this is the following green code. It's a way of representing the activity of the virtual reality environment of the Matrix on screen, by some type of typography, right? Hashalom, um, what's up, bro? Peace to God. Right. So, you know, the shit that I'm dropping tonight, you got to be a little bit awake to hear this shit, right? And I've noticed that my, my shows have, um, you know, depending upon what I'm talking about, I got bigger audiences and I got smaller audiences. I lost a lot of people. I got a lot of haters out there, right? People who don't, who don't care for me. I don't really give a shit, though, right? Because I, I speak my truth always, right? But when it comes down to what I'm talking about tonight, you got to understand that we live in the matrix, right? Um, and being in this matrix, this and, and I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've seen the matrix code before. I actually have, with my own eyes, I have seen the digital rain. It's really weird. It scared the shit out of me. I, I, I'm here to tell you because I was not prepared for it. Right? It, it was a um, it was a series of binary codes in front of my face. And as quick as I seen it, it went away. Right? And I'm here to tell you that um, this, this thing that they call the digital rain, right? Uh, a lot of people will never see it because they haven't awoken to who they truly are. Okay, um, so just understand that that this deals with things like simulated realities, right? Which is the hypothesis that uh, reality can be stimulated by some type of quantum computer system, right? Saying that well, we're just living a computer system. Okay, so understanding, you know, that there's quantum leaps, quantum realities, quantum simulations. This deals with um, some type of 
indistinguishable form of what is fact, what is fiction, what's reality, what's not reality, right? So it can contain conscious minds that may or may not know that they live inside a simulation. We live in a motherfucking simulation. I don't care what nobody says. Okay? This shit is the Matrix. Niggas play with numbers. They play with colors. They play with they play with everything they can around you to keep you stuck in this matrix. Okay, so I'm gonna just be Neo tonight, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to pull some of y'all out um, of your 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 sleep that you would be in. Right now, this is quite different when we talk about computer simulations. It's quite different. Um, from what we have currently, right, which they call virtual reality, right, which is um, the experience of actuality. Okay? So you have stimulated reality, which is contrasted, um, which would be impossible to separate from true reality. Okay, and that's the whole virtual reality experience. So I just want to make it clear that when we talk about computer simulations in the matrix, we're not talking about virtual reality because you can make a video game, right? So that's a matrix inside of a matrix inside of a matrix. Okay. So there, there's some type of um, philosophical discourse, as they say, right, that, that deals with computing or computers, right? Compute, uh, I, I like uh, what uh, Cameron said, he said, uh, co- I'll be computing, computers be computing or some shit like that, right? Okay, so understanding that there's psychological, um, philosophical, and religious implications behind the code and what I'm talking about tonight. Okay, now uh, there was a philosopher by the name of uh, Nick Boskins, right? And he wrote a book that y'all should check out. It's called "Are You Living in a Computer Simulation?" Okay, and this is where he basically tried to address implications of. Uh, this simulated reality, right, in, in, in a man's life or a woman's life, right, and deals with um, your way of life and what happens in your future and all that stuff, right, and whether or not it was predestined for you, right? So simulated reality has significant implications to your philosophical questions, such as the question of uh, the existence of a god, right? Are you a god? Is there a god, Right? What's the meaning of life? Okay. Um, so these are attempts to, to link religion to the stimulated reality, right? And so when, when you call yourself a god, right, you must understand that you are co-creating on this planet. You was given that ability. You can sit down, you can draw a picture, you can write a book, you can create music. But it comes from some type of source. Right? And you could call it a source code. Okay? Now, um, you know, if you if you think about the very word source code, right? Matter of fact, there was a movie I should check out. It came out um, a while back with the dude Jake Gyllenhaal, right? And, and it dealt with um, the guy died in a computer train explosion and um, basically, he had to, the mission was to learn the identity, right? We had to go back into the code to do it. 
right? So <clears throat> it deals with the source code. But when people talk about the Most High and we talk about a source, right, and you talk about God or Allah or any of these things, right, you have to ask yourself, well, who is the creator of the code? So when we talk about computers and the computer world, source code is a collection of code, right? And sometimes it has um, commands in it, right, that were um, readable by humans, and sometimes they're not, right? Sometimes this is why you have code crackers, right? So the source code of a program is specifically designed to facilitate the work of a computer programmer, right? So, you know, they say in the future that computers will be so advanced that they can think for themselves, right, that they can create the source code. So the machine code might be stored for execution at a later time, right, some type of execution of the code. Alternatively, source code may be interpreted and thus immediately executed. Right, so most application software, when you look at source code, right, um, it deals with what they call executable files. And you know, just stick with me because I'm, I'm getting to a point, right? But source code refers to, like I said, the source of something, um, whatever type of software that you're running on, right? So you can think of your brain, right, like the computer, okay. And your, and your brain is the computer, but it's running a specific software that makes you think how you think, okay? And this deals with the clarity of what we call source code, all right? Now, I don't want to go too far over our heads, right, because the shit gets a little deep. Now, uh, when we talk about DNA and RNA, there are what they call codon tables. And these codon tables are used to translate genetic codes, right, or, or they, they sequence codes into what they call amino acids, which are also known as proteins, right, and they call protein what? The building blocks of life, right, so the standard genetic code is traditionally represented as RNA codon tables, because when proteins are made in a cell, they're done so by what they call ribosomes, Okay. Now, <clears throat> ribosomes, okay, are are what they call macromolecular machines. So, so if you remember the movie uh, Rise of the Machine <laughs> in the Matrix, I think that's what it was called. Let me double check, right? I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Hold on. I'm going to give y'all, uh, it was, it was called, um, yeah, Machines, I believe it was, um, anyway, right, if you think about the Matrix, it dealt with the machines and the rise of the machines in the, in the movie, The Matrix, right? Um, and that's what they were fighting were the machines, right? And so they were showing you in that movie that they were fighting the ribosome. So they were fighting the, the, the building block of life, right? And this is why when they showed Neo in the movie, this motherfucker was in a tube of water and he had tubes and shit in his body, right? And, and he, was, he was in water. Water is the, the biomolecular building block 
of life. When you come out to your mama, you're coming out of what? Water or water, right? So this is the ribosome. This, this links the amino acids together in order for them to be specified by these codons that we call RNA or mRNA, okay, which are molecules to form uh, what we call polypeptide chains, okay? So ribosomes consist of two major components. Uh, you have the small and large ribosomal subunits, right? Um, and each subunit consists of one or more ribosomal, or which are RNA, Right, molecules. Okay. So the ribosomes are associated molecules, which are also known as uh, translational apparatuses. Okay. So let me just give you the components of an animal cell. Okay, because animal cells are different than human cells, right? So in an animal cell, you got a nucleus. Uh, uh, you have a, a nucleo. Uh, I forget how to pronounce it. Uh, a nucleolus, a nucleus, you have a ribosome, you have a vesicle, right? And in humans, you got the, what do you call that, the, the, the vesica Pisces and all that, right? But um, then you have the rough endoplasmic rectum, or reticulum, excuse me. You have the Golgi apparatus, or what they call the Golgi body. You got the cytoskeleton. Then you have the smooth endoplastic reticulum. You've got mitochondria. You've got vacuole. You've got systole. You've got lysome, centrosome, and then you've got the cell membrane. Okay? So, the, so there's a structure to what we call uh, bacteria. Okay? And this is why they call humans fucking bacteria. Right? Because you know, they say your whole body is made of bacteria or what they call um, eukaryotes. All right. Now, th- this is this is some biology shit for you. You need to take a biology class, right? This is what we're dealing with. Okay? It's a biological method. So when, when I'm tell, talking about cold tonight, I got to break this shit down so I can get to the lawsuit. Right? Okay? Now, the genome of an organism Okay, um, and you know, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you their definition. Okay, okay. they call it, they this is what they say: a genome is the haploid set of chromosomes in a gamete or a microorganism, right? a multicellular organism. Okay, so it says in the field of molecular biology and genetics, a genome. It's all genetic material of an organism, which means everything that makes up your body. It consists of DNA. Uh, the genome includes both the genes and the non-coding DNA. So the shit that's sleeping and the shit that's awake, right? The shit that makes you think and the shit that you haven't awoken yet that makes your ass fly, right? The shit that awakens your crown chakra. All right, brother asked me, Joey, how do you study? Right. Y'all been asking me that shit for a minute. Right. My question to y'all is, why y'all keep asking me that? Why y'all want to know how I study? The real question you should be asking yourself is, how do you study? How do you come up with your answer? Right? It's all divine. Right? And we all have it in us. So you all, 
everybody has this DNA that they call bacteria that when you awaken it, you awaken your, your God state. You awaken the life of the machine. Okay? So now you know where the genome is. Okay? Now, the genome of, they call it the organism, let's just say your body, has inscriptions in it or codes that they call DNA codes, right? Um, and some of them are viruses. <laughs> some of them are antiviruses, right? But they're all proteins. So the portion of the genome that codes for a protein or an RNA is referred to as your genes. I'll say it again. The portion of the genome that codes the protein in your body is called your genes. So this is when people say, I got good genes. Right? That's dealing with what? It's dealing with the genome code. So those genes that code for proteins are composed of the trinuclei or the, 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 the trinucleotide units that they call codons or codes that code your amino acids, the proteins in your body. All right? Now, and, you know, this shit, listen to me, man. I love y'all, straight up, because a lot of people, right, wouldn't hang with me long enough to even get this shit. Right? I'm over, I'm, like, this shit is over some nigga things. Right? And this is why I understand that, like, keep it real with y'all, it's really hard for me to do this work because niggas hate on it so much. They don't want me teaching this shit. Alright? Matter of fact, I'm going to tell y'all something, right? Um, my cousin, right before he passed away, we had a, a heavy conversation about this topic. Alright? And uh, we, we we was going in on this topic, right? And this topic deals real heavy with the ISIS species. Alright? And the ISIS species is it's a hell of a book. I'm actually looking to see if I've got it here. Let me see if I've got it, right? So we, we dealt with the ISIS species. And ISIS species, um, uh, it's a heavy set of, of papers, right? Or it's a, it's a book, and it's written by this white woman named Judy K. King. Okay. Let me see if I can put it here because I want y'all to understand. Uh, but one of the things, you, my president, he's really studying this information. This is how deep it is, right? Because it talks about what happens um, to your gene, to your DNA at, at death. Right? So, cause we know what happens at life, and then, so they ask, well, what happens at death, right? And I'm just going to read a little bit of this to y'all, right? Um, now, the, the afterlife happens in the dark netherworld, or the duat, and the deceased states, I ascend to the sky, and the earth remains behind. Scholars agree that the Duat was not fixed in the netherworld, but also included celestial regions. They describe it as dark, unseen places beyond the earth and in the sky, and have some compared it to a hell. In Egyptian grammar, Sir Alan Gardner states that the word for the netherworld was originally the place of the morning, the twilight, known as the Duat. Now, if y'all go check out this movie, 
uh, Tenet. Hell of a movie, right? Yeah. No shit, thank you. Um, now, the, the, the movie, The Tenet, dealt with this idea. They said, well, we live in a twilight world. Okay. The individual ideograms, right, um, of the Duat deal with the star system. Okay. So when a motherfucker tells you, right, that people have passed on and they're still hanging around here, right, to an extent that's true, but to a certain extent, that's because those are people who have been earthbound. Their DNA was not coded to let them leave this planet. Right? So you're supposed to stay here as long as you choose to. And then when you choose to leave this motherfucker, you're supposed to be able to leave. Now, let me let me, let me read this to y'all. Right? So motherfuckers can really get this shit. Okay? This is this is coming out of uh this is coming out of the book Isis thesis. Okay? Now, the DNA of deceased inserts, right? And it deals with what they call um, the SOS factor and, and it deals with UV radiation, okay? It deals with DNA, which deals with uh, repair, okay? But this is what it says. It says that transmitting messages in biology is electro, electrocrolic and can be described as migration or a flow of ions down electrical gradients. So what did I just tell y'all about the matrix? Right? How the matrix deals with what? The matrix deals with what they call the ring, the digital ring. Right? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an electrical grid. Okay? Then they go on to further say that the journey of the sunbark through the duat stimulates the flow of ions, okay, or super uh, molecular messages navigating the protein gradients. So recall that the deceased is one who reveals what has been said to him. He also dispatches the word of the self-created to the multitudes. And the captains the bark. Right? Now some of this can get a little confusing, right? But then they go on to say that this is the word which was in darkness. As for any spirit who knows it, he will live among the living. Fire is about it, which contains the efflux of Osiris. So the word in darkness is Osiris, the DNA of Lambda. Okay? So when when, when you hear motherfuckers in these Fraternities and sororities, Phi Beta Lambda, and all that shit, Sigma, and this is what they're dealing with. Okay. Now, at the point of return to the origin of time or the foundation of form or DNA, okay, the deceased states that, uh, at, at, excuse me, it states that as a hair, as an heir of the horizon and autumn, he speaks and prepares a path. For Ray, right? Ray does with the sun, and when it comes to to a halt, 
the application of the word Atum is the activity of DNA replication and information transfer process. Everything is a process of transfer of DNA. Get the book, brother. It's called The Isis Thesis. This is a very difficult book to read, but it's worth having. Now, DNA-directed RNA polymers, or RNAP, or RNAP, synthesizes your RNA. It is an enzyme that is evolutionally conserved across all domains of life in terms of function, structure, and sequence. The core enzyme, and here we go, bacteria synthesizes RNA from a DNA template. Okay, so it has four polypeptide subunits, but it cannot initiate transcription by itself because of the core enzyme. It does not recognize promoters. So another protein, which which is called the sigma, what I tell you about sigma, right? Which is called the sigma subunit binds to it the form of holonized, or excuse me, holoenzyme. Right, so the sigma subunit tells RNAP where uh, the, the 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 genomic DNA to start transcription by recognizing a section of the gene's DNA, which is called the promoter region. Okay, so then you say, well, what the fuck am I talking about right now? They call it the Eureka alert. Okay, that's you know how motherfuckers be like Eureka, the Eureka moment, right? Or or the or Oprah calls it. The aha moment. No doubt, no, no doubt. Oprah calls this shit the aha moment. So it's basically when, so like for instance, if, I, if I'm telling you some shit, right, and you just not get, you're not getting, it, and then you had the aha moment, it's because you turned on a codon. You turned on part of your DNA. Okay, so thought was the divine messenger and the Greeks associated him with Hermes. Okay? And in the first dynasty, uh thirty fifty to twenty eight fifty, he is associated with a, a dog headed baboon. <laughs> While in later periods he is in uh abyss form, carrying a pen and a palette, right? They call him the scribe. So see Thoth is the Lord of the sacred and the re and, and and the reenactment of divine speech. Let me let me tell you how deep this shit is. Okay, I was sitting in a restaurant earlier today. Um, you know, I was hanging out with the family. Everybody got up from the table, and I heard a motherfucker start talking. I, I listen, y'all. Y'all know me, right? I'm and and. and let me, let me put this out there. Whoever started the bullshit-ass rumor that I'm on drugs, you can kiss my ass. You niggas know me. I used to smoke weed all the time on the radio, right? I done party. I done done all types of shit. I'm the nigga to tell you, but I, I have experimented. But I will tell you this. Like, I don't do shit now but drink water, Sprite, and fucking tea. Might have a beer every now and then, right? But I, I stay sober for a reason, right? So people wonder, well, why don't you smoke no more? Nigga, I burn a sage. The only thing I'm burning is some Palo Santo. Because I understand we living in a world where the veil is hella, hella thin. Yeah, I don't think y'all get how thin it is, right? 
first of all, I've seen I've seen ghosts. They exist. I've seen spirits. They exist. These are the people who uh, they DNA kept them stuck in this bitch. They didn't elevate past this particular realm, so they had to stay their ass here. What's up, Pasha? Peace to the gods. Now, listen, man. You got gods walking this planet, and you got gods in other realms. Okay? And remember, I told y'all about this multi, this multi-dimensional layers to this thing. Okay? But anyways, I'm sitting in the restaurant, and I hear a motherfucker. It's clear as day. Motherfucker said, I hate this shit. I should spit on you. <laughs> I looked around. I, I, I'm looking around. I said, what the fuck? This happened today. I, I, I said, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Like, everybody got it because everybody had got up on the table. I said, oh, wow. And it hit me. We are literally in between realms here. So when your DNA is activated, right? When people, when you see people who, who can see ghosts or they can hear spirits and you know, some people call it, they call it necromancy, right? I don't deal with talking to the dead. I don't even, matter of fact, listen, the motherfuckers will come talk to you. I don't, I don't even open that gate up. Some shit you gotta know how to close. I don't open gates up like that because I don't want to be, I really personally don't, I don't want that type, you know, it's, there's a certain energy that comes with that type of shit, right? Um, and this is where, DNA replication and shit comes into place because we're talking about codes tonight. So understand, there's a code that can be unlocked in your body to hear dead people, right? That was what they call the sixth sense, number six. Six deals with the dead, right? I operate on both sides of the coin, nigga. Six, 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 nine, 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 and then I go up higher to master numbers, eleven. 22, 33, 44, 55, 66, 77, 88, 99, 999, and you just start to fuck over again, right? These are master numbers. So, well, you know, a lot of niggas, I don't know why, you know, niggas, niggas be trying to test my problems. Like, I don't know this shit, right? Nigga, listen, we, we are in between realms, okay? So let me get back to what I'm talking about, all right? Now, Thoth, when you hear Thoth, right, and we're talking about we're talking about codes tonight, right? And I ain't even gotten to the law side of this. I'm just dealing with the science right now, right? Thoth equals DNA directed RNAP. Okay, this deals with what they call stalled replication. So the deceased person prepares a path for Ray when he comes to a halt. That is, he helps the sun god start again after stopping. In the quantum world, or the UV, or the ultraviolet damage of DNA can produce thiamine that dimmers. Okay? I'll say it again. In the quantum world, UV or ultraviolet damage of DNA can produce thiamine dimmers. That's why your ass got to get outside and get some sun. Okay? Which blood, or excuse me, which blocks uh, replication and transcription. In other words, the RNA polymers idols at the site. So a gap is left opposite of the thiamine dimmer, which would be lethal because in the next round of replication, it would generate a double strand break. 
So a thiamine dimmer forms when uh, UV damage causes an extra chemical bond between adjacent thiamines. Okay? Uh, they call it just being stuck. This is how you see motherfuckers when they're, when they're stuck in this realm, right? They didn't elevate their cold or their codon, so they ass got fucking stuck here. <laughs> okay. Now, the dimmer forms a kink or a biochemical bump in the double helix that results in a mismatched basis. Now, if you ever seen um, my Instagram, I posted some shit, right? And the dude got the six up right next to his eye, and you'll see a lot of celebrities and shit do this too, right? Um, and it's an ancient symbol, right? Um, but dude, he always says, I'll be seeing, be seeing you, right? It, and it, there's such a deep meaning right behind the number six and we'll get into that a little later but okay so when we're talking about uh, 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 being stuck here this deals with polymers or the polymers code in your DNA so uh, biologists discovered that the new zeta polymers or the six eukaryote DNA polymers Right to be described that replicates uh, past the thymine dimmer or thymine dimmer, which enables a cell to replicate DNA even though UV-induced thymine dimmers were not prepared. Now, then they have what they call the double thymine line, right? So for DNA, maximum absorption of UV radiation occurs at what they call 260 notches, right, or NM, right? So UV damage creates a distortion or a biochemical bump of your code, which is formed by an extra chemical bond between adjacent thymines. So this is on a macrocosmic scale. Okay? Macrocosmic. Now, on the microcosmic level, a thymine dimmer forms a kink, or what they call the double helix. Right? That's where your DNA wraps the fuck up. Right, that's where, that's the shit that they show you. Right, so it's affecting replication and transcription. So when your DNA is all twisted up and shit, right, like how they show you, they're showing you the lockdown. They're showing you how you lock down, Steve. I mean, this, I, listen, I can't make this shit up. This is how deep this shit is. Now, um, DNA damage, right, or the two long-term systems, right, um, evolve for gap repair, right, um, and they call this SOS repair. So the idea that replication for phage, lambda, and E. coli begins through recombination has been proposed by modern geneticists, and uh, break repair-induced replication is a way broken or installed replications are repaired and restarted. So, let let me break it down to you, right? And and that's why I said something like this, you know, motherfucking motherfucking slandered me, trying to say I was on drugs and shit, right? Trying to say I was the law. All types of bullshit. Right? Um, Tried to, you know, try to basically you niggas tried to come in my DNA, right? Nigga, I got I got the blood of royalty on me. And let me tell you what that means. I mean when you got a specific blood type, no matter what a motherfucker does to you, 
if you're eating properly, you're getting the sunlight, if you're exercising, you're getting fresh air, clean water into your body, you can restart the coding of your body. So you can actually restart the gene process. Okay? The double thymine lion, as they call it. You can you can do SOS repair. Okay? Now, damage to DNA produces single-stranded gaps. But cells have options when cell death is signaled. So with extensive UV damage, the cell's last chance to live is survival by the SOS response. Your body sends out an SOS response, a coded response. Uh, uh, Instagram... Uh, what's what's the fuck on Instagram? Um, fucking Joey Bouncer. I I changed my name a couple times on that bitch. Joey Bouncer, El Bay. Um, sorry, somebody in the chat asked me. I'm gonna give it to you. Joey underscore bounce underscore L underscore Bay. I done changed that motherfucker a few different times, right? So I'll be just just look me up on there. Right? You can. You can find me on there. Um, so, anyways, um, your body sends out an SOS response. So, so this is a response that says, "Hey, man, we gotta we gotta fix these colds." Right now, the drawback to this process is that uh, the eleventh hour attempt to save the cell is highly mutagenic. So, missing sequences cause unreliable templates. What did I tell y'all, right? Your body is constantly um, writing code. I mean, listen, when I saw the Matrix code, right, the, the, the rain code, like my body was writing the code. Matter of fact, the reason why I saw the code, and I realize it now, is, is why. It was the source code, and I, I wasn't supposed to see the source code. They was rewriting the code. Whoever they is. <laughs> I know how I know how crazy this shit sounds. They call it the digital rain. Somebody told me that they say, Yeah, it looks like it's gonna rain today. I was like, Where? Well, yeah, I see that. But fucking twenty minutes later it starts fucking raining. I said, Oh, okay, they playing with the code. It it this is the matrix. And if you know how to bend it. Right, uh, like like old girl told Neo when it, you know, when it's time to fight, you will have to, right? You bend the spoon with your mind. Okay, um, so understanding that um, when you're dealing with SOS repair, right, this is a, a, a process, right, where you're dealing with at least forty-two genes, and what's four plus two is six. So here we go again, you're dealing with the six. See, they don't want you to get to a nine. Because you get to a nine, you, you, then they would say, oh, well, he's alive at a nine. We, we can't kill a, an entity that's alive. They need you dead at a six. Let me tell you something else. I saw an actual fucking person that was, uh, there, there's, in the, even in the Bible, it says that there'll come a time when they'll live amongst you. There's a movie called uh, They Live, We Sleep. Something like that with Roddy Rod Piper, right? Nigga, I didn't need the glasses. I seen a demon straight up. Uh, was it Thursday? I saw a person that was a demon. 
was a little old lady. Right? I mean, <laughs> this type of shit, man, is real. So they, they have, you know, they have certain people that are sent here to keep your ass locked in this bitch. Okay? Now, the genes are usually depressed by what they call transcriptional repressor, or they call it Lexa. Okay? So the inducing signal that depresses these 42 genes is single-stranded DNA, which binds the R-E-C-A protein, activating what they call uh, co-protease activity. Okay? Now, some, like I said, some of this is way above people's heads. Okay? So I'm just giving you an idea here, right, before I go into other types of codes. Right? Because you got to understand that the reason why they even did the black codes, okay, was what? To keep you locked down. See, so they understood that if you awakened mentally, then they couldn't use the physical lockdown of your ass. So they had to find a way to keep you locked down, right? Now, they had something that was called um, the Rainbow Code, right? And the Rainbow Code were a series of code names that they used to disguise uh, the nature of various British military research projects, right? So they were mainly used by uh, the Ministry of Supply, right? And the Ministry of Supply was a department of the UK government that was formed in the 30s to, to co-originate the, the, the supply of equipment, right? Um, basically, to places like the Royal Navy and stuff like that, right? So um, when the ministry was broken up, its functions were distributed amongst the forces. And, and, and so during World War uh, II, British intelligence was able to, to get an idea of new technologies, right, by considering codenames. Okay. Now, I want you to also think about something, right? Um, they also have what they call the cold talker. As a matter of fact, my grandfather was a cold talker, right? Um, and cold talker was a, a person that was employed by the military during wartime to use a little-known language as a means of secret communication. So the term is now usually associated with United States service members, um, people who were in war. They still got cold talkers to this very day, right? They, matter of fact, they use... Um, uh, uh, tarot readers as cold talkers, right? Motherfucker call me a witch. Right? I don't practice witchcraft, but I do actually watch tarot sometimes, right? Just like I got a listen, I got a Bible, I got a Quran, I I, I, I watch tarot. I, do, I I will because I don't think that the Bible and the Quran ain't divination systems. They're coded systems for for you to, to stay at a certain level. This is why you got people like Rihanna. They not listen. If you think Rihanna's reading uh, the Bible, you're mistaken. She's reading the Kabbalah, right? Some of these, some of your, some of your, some of your people reading the Kabbalah. Um, people like uh, that's in the Church of Scientology, right? They get matter of fact, they say in the Church of Scientology, if your ass ain't got a million dollars or more, then you don't belong in the church. And that's first of all. And the more money you give to Scientology, the higher your levels go up. So the more information they give you. So you got to pay for that information. Okay. So but the, the, the cold talker term is, is usually associated with uh, U.S. service members that deal with uh, Native Americans, right? Uh, people who basically use language as a basis to transmit code. Okay. So they're approximately... Um, I mean, there's 
Let's just put it like this, right? There are two types of code talkers okay, that they use during the war, right? Type one codes were formally developed based on language, right? Um, they deal with like the Hopi, the Navajo people, stuff like that. So um, they use words from their language for each letter of the English alphabet. So messages could be encoded and then decoded by using simple substitution ciphers, right? So um, the type two code, or they call it ciphertext. So the type two code was informal and it was directly translated from English into some type of native language. Right? So if there was no word in the native language to describe a military word, the code talkers used descriptive words. So just to give you an idea of this, right, and um, people probably didn't even know this was real, right? But uh, Star Trek, right? It, it, it deals with the Cleon. Did you know Cleon is a real language? It's a coded language, but it's a real fucking language. They really talk in code, but the Cleons do, right? So when you're talking about people being at war and stuff like that, right? DNA, uh, RNA, right? All that shit, right? There's, we in war, this is, right now we are in World War III. You don't even know it because it's not, it, it's not being fought with, um, with, with bombs. It's being fought through telemers. Right? It's being fought through RNA and DNA coded description. And this war is a spiritual war. This war deals with uh, this plane and the next plane. Right? This is the reason why we have CERN. C-E-R-N. This is why they created CERN, right? This is why they told you CERN opened up the portal. They fucked up when they opened up the portal because they, they, they was trying to, they, they was looking for higher guidance to beat wars and fucked around and caught themselves up in a war. Okay? Now, I mean, this stuff talking is deep, right? So I, I recommend that you go take a look at this book. Spend some time really getting into this shit, right? Every 10 years, I, there's, there's a different cycle um, of DNA, right? It's generational cycles, okay? Now, um, let's, let, let's deal with the black code, right? And the black code are sometimes what they call the black laws, right? And, and these were uh, laws that govern the conduct of people of color, right? Free and free, free and free blacks, right? So in 1832, uh, a guy by the name of James Kent wrote, quote, he said, in most of the United States, there is a distinction in respect to political privileges between free white persons and free colored persons of African blood, and in no part of the country do the latter, in point of the fact, participate equally with the whites in the exercise of civil and political rights, right? Well, we're supposed to be in union with each other, right? This is, you gotta understand why they created the union in the first place. This is the, you know, listen, there's a snake and the eagle, right? They're supposed to be in union. And then you have this thing called Ouroboros. Ouroboros deals with the snake eating his own tail, right? Snake ain't supposed to eat his own tail. <laughs> and it ain't supposed to eat the eagle, right? Now, the black codes existed before the Civil War, okay? And um, many northern states had black codes, right? And it, it was the southern U.S. states that codified these laws into everyday practice, okay? 
So understanding that the the DNA code, they've been dealing with your DNA for a long time. They've been studying melanin for a long time. Okay? They had to have a way to lock your ass down. So they started saying that, uh, and, and remember, I talked about in the ISIS thesis, we talked about the darkness, right? The darkness of the DNA. So the darker your DNA is, they say, well, shit, his DNA is dark, right? Because he's, he's, he's got black skin, so he's got to be dead. This is where your civilly dead entities came from, okay? I mean, y'all really follow me, right? Because I'm telling you, this is, I, I'm not making this shit up, okay? Now, um, the black codes existed before the Civil War, so the best-known... Um, of the states, right, were passed uh, 1865, 1866, right, by southern states right after the Civil War in order to restrict people who called themselves, and that's another way to lock you down, calling yourself uh, uh, African-American, right? So this is to restrict African-Americans, okay, and then to compel them to work for a low wage, okay? So if you didn't know who you was, your ass was locked down into that particular cycle as well. It's all the cycle. All right. Now, um, the first two years of the Civil War, or after the Civil War, white folks basically dominated Southern legislators, right? They passed black codes, right? So the name itself, black codes, was given actually by who? By Negro leaders. Okay? So black codes are part of a large pattern of whites trying to maintain some type of political dominance and uh, a way to suppress the freedmen or the, the newly emancipated slaves, right? So they were particularly concerned with controlling movement and then labor, right? So motherfuckers wanted to control your movement and your labor, right? So the defining feature of black codes was uh, what they called the vagrancy law. Okay, so vagrancy is a condition of being homeless without regular employment or income. So um, they would make you a tramp or a vagrant. Basically, they'd make your ass live in poverty and then support themselves um, through begging, scavenging, petty theft, temporary work, uh, welfare. Okay? They called it historical vagrants. Okay? Um, now, Section 8 is a, is, a, is a way that they make people vagrants, right? So uh, lawlessness, right, punishable by law with forced labor, military service, imprisonment, uh, confinement, okay, labor houses, okay. So, right, I mean, this is why, listen, this is one reason why the churches came about, you know, church, I think that what you say, the church still has a role, right, kept a lot of people off the street, it kept a lot of people from becoming vagrants, right, but the church some churches also organized, had a hand in some of this political stuff, right? Because they realized that we can't allow everybody to ascend past the six, right? And I operate on a, on a higher frequency than that, so you ain't gonna keep me locked down at a six. And I move to seven. We'll deal with circle seven, right? You, because because then you can start becoming free, and then you go up higher, right? I'm all I'm I'm, I'm already way past nine. 
Right. Now, um, like this is just understanding where we at with this, right? So, um, the, the black codes were important to understand because the black code was directly dealt with your DNA RNA code. Okay. Now, that's what we call the color code. All right, and I'm gonna explain this when we come back because the color code is really important. Um, and I'll show you how it ties in. I'm gonna show y'all something, right? And I think this will maybe really awaken some people, all right? And I'll, and I'll point this out. So uh, stay with me, stay locked. We'll be right back. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break. Right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bounce, L. Bay, and we'll be right back, all right? Keep it locked. Uh-huh. Yeah. 50 years. Live lounge. Classic. Historical. You heard? Vibe with me. Vibe with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We gonna take you higher today. Come on. 
Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. All right, all right, all right. We back. So tonight we're talking about these codes, right, and these sequence codes, DNA codes, codons, and polymers and all that good stuff, right? Um, and hopefully, you know, y- y'all, uh, you know, y'all was able to catch on what I was dropping, right? Um, but I want y'all to understand that when you see niggas do shit with colors, they're sending codes out there too, right? <laughs> and I'm going to drop this for y'all, and niggas probably don't want me to drop this information to y'all, but I'm going to drop it to you because... Um, Nobody should have to figure shit out, right, um, through a system of um, manipulation, right? These are your birthrights, right? This information is a birthright. And it's funny because you got more white folks who put this shit out there, right? But they put it in books, and they know niggas won't read books. And niggas who know this information use it against you, okay? Now... Uh, when we talk about colors, right, the color codes, um, you you deal with, well, first of all, before I get into that, there's, there's, there's something called an honor code, okay, and this is why you deal with things in honor, right, um, because the, uh, there's an honor system, and the honor system is a philosophical way of running a variety of endeavors based on trust, based on honor, Based on integrity, based on honesty. So something that operates under the rule of the honor system is really something that does not have a strictly enforced rule governing principles. Okay. So in in English or British English, it would often be called a trust system. That's what trust is about. Okay. So um, and a trust system should not be confused with the British honor system. So the honor system is also a system of, of granting freedom from customary surveillance as as students or prisoners, okay, with the understanding that those who are free will be bound by their honor to observe regulations. Prison forms are operated under the honor system. A motherfucker sent me a picture telling me that it was a business, right? When When in reality, the location that they sent me the picture I was looking at, it was a fucking prison form. 
It was a Guantanamo Bay, right? I was like, what kind of fucked up shit is this? Right? But they have real prison forms for niggas. This is where they take your celebrities and shit off, too. This is why they be killing motherfuckers off and shit. Okay? Um, okay? And, and understand that the honor system is important, and, and therefore not to abuse the trust that's placed in them. Right, so you have a you have a specific purpose, right? When you're freed, to to not abuse the system, you, you have to educate people, right? Listen, don't no man or woman control me. I ain't nobody's fucking dog, right? You turn dog around, it's the word God. So maybe uh, at a certain number system in the coding, you go from being the dog to the God, right? Because Anubis was the god of the underworld, he had the, the head of a jackal, a jackal dog. So, from the six to the nine duality. Now, a person that's engaged in the honor system has a strong negative concept of breaking or going against it. So, the negatives may include community shame, loss of status, loss of personal sense of integrity, pride. Um, or in extreme situations, banishment from one's community. Now, let me tell you something, right? Whoever, you know, because I got word that niggas was talking shit about me, right? Niggas was claiming I was doing drugs and I was, I, I lost it and everything else, right? And niggas try to say, I broke the honor system. Let me tell you something, bro. All this shit is coded. If you don't get it, you don't get it, right? That's why niggas ask me how I, how I study. It's an honor system, right? In all of it. So you gotta stay in honor. That's why that's why used to build always say stay in honor at all costs. Right? You're not breaking the side. Listen, I'm in honor. I'm 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 honoring the principle, right, that was set before me by the most high God to give you this information, to honor my ancestors by making sure I do the work that they placed on me. This is why when your DNA codes open up and you activate the the, 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 the telemetry, you're guided to eternity with what they call seven guiding serpents or proteins. I mean, I, I can't listen, man. Uh, yeah, 66 laws of the Illuminati, that's a very good book. Okay? So... When we talk about honor and the serpent, I, I recommend that you take some time and go look up the difference between uh, the serpent, snake, and the eagle. Okay? Now, let me just give you an example here, right? Because there's very type, various types of honor systems um, that can be employed. So a total honor system makes no checks on its users to verify their honesty, thereby easily allowing the system to be cheated. Okay, this is this is why some motherfuckers have tried to get over. It. They they'll steal money. They'll lie on you, right? Because there's no audit. There's no check on that. So through the system that can face occasional audits, there would be no way thereafter of learning the identity of the violator. So some are simply contingent upon truthfulness, presumed abusers. Others are present. When the losses caused by those who may cheat the system are less costly than a higher security system. Let me tell you something, man. There is a spiritual price to pay 
in this realm and in the next realm. And when I say the next realm, I'm talking about the astral realm, right? The the, the higher realms of consciousness. You got you have watchers that that watch the DNA codes, the sequence codes of your dreams, you know, the the astral plane, okay, the hereafter as they call it, and this realm as well, and then the higher dimensions as well, right? Now, um, and this is all dealt with in the honor system, right? The motherfuckers get out of honor, ain't no checks and balances to keep these people in check, right? And, and this is why I can tell you, somebody, somebody fucked around and threw me under the bus. Like, I, I, like I fucked up the honor system, bro. I don't do that. Okay? I mean, I could go deeper on this, but... Just understand, right? Whoever put them fucked up rumors about me out there, you're gonna have a spiritual price to pay. Not by me, but that price that you're gonna pay is a universal karmic price, right? You you lock down your own DNA codes by doing that shit. Now, a minority um, of users will undergo this check that we call the honor system, while the remainder of people are given a chance to get away with the violation. So the more honor that's bestowed upon you, right, the more likely you are to have your ass checked at some point in time about how you got out of honor, right? Now, in some cases, the management of the system hopes that the fear of getting checked will coerce users into compliance it's a fear they don't want you you know they want to make sure it's like the IRS motherfucker you know if we if if we put some fear on you that your ass is going to get checked hopefully you'll get back into compliance <laughs> well I play that joker clip for y'all alright I mean this is you know this is deep shit we talking about here though alright so that's that's an honor system uh, and, and that's the code of honor, okay? Um, so, you know, just so y'all understand, right, there, there's there's different types of codes, okay, when we're talking about the code system and your DNA and RNA and all that shit, right? Now, let's let's get down to the brass tacks here, right, because we're talking about the color codes now, okay? So a color code or um, a, 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 a colder code, is a system for displaying information by using different colors. So when you see a motherfucker with colors, they're sending messages to you. So the earliest example of color codes um, are for long-distance communication, right, by use of flags, as in Kessmore uh, communication. The United Kingdom adopted a color code scheme for communication, wherein red signified danger, white signified safety, okay, and with other colors having similar assignments of meaning. Okay? I mean, yeah, y'all gotta understand this, right? That's why motherfuckers play with these colors. So, um, and this is chemistry, too, right? It's people playing with chemistry when they... So, for instance, when you when you enhance, for instance, like if you go McDonald's and they got the golden arches, right? And they're using red and gold. They're, they're using a color-coded system um, to enhance... And they really telling you, nigga, if you come to McDonald's thinking you your ass is in danger, <laughs> you're in danger by coming here. Right? And and that's through their food. They'll lock you down just through their food alone. 
right? But chemistry and other technologies typically advance the color code, right? And there's there's a 25-pair color-coded chart. You got blue and white, gold and white, green and white, red and white, silver and white, blue and red, blue and orange, uh, blue and green. You got dark red, light red. You got uh, light red, uh, gray. You got black and blue. You got uh, black and, and gold. You got green and, and black. You got uh, black and like a maroon color. You got black and silver. You got blue and yellow, right? You got yellow and um, and you got yellow and uh, and orange. You got green and yellow. You got yellow and red. Yellow and gray. You got pink and blue. You got pink and orange. You got green and pink. You got pink and red. You got pink and gray. That's why uh, your boy Wiz Khalifa, he did that shit. That, uh, what, what was that movie? I mean, that song, uh, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow. Yep, I do it big. Everything I do, I do it. Come on, that that was a cold. He was basically basing colds out to you. Okay? So, so when, when they did the black codes, and they still use these codes on your ass today in their system, they call you a black male. Right? Their codes allow them to say, well, his DNA already locked down. He already dead. Let's go ahead and take his ass out. That's how they look at you. That's why you got to be superior to, to, to their bullshit. Right? Don't lock me down in your system. I'm higher than that. I'm superior to them. Right? You can't lock me down. I, I make up all the sciences. Color codes um, are present, right? Pretty much everywhere you go. And I'll give you an idea, right? Um, the president of the pharmaceutical industry, the president of your hospital emergency codes, Homeland Security uses them for advisory systems. Um, uh, the color blue deals with cardiac arrest. Right? Had heart fucking problems, right? Um, so, and they also include numbers because they use numbers as codes, right? If you don't believe me, go check out the Gematria, right? Gematria deals with codes, okay? Um, it's a uniform standard, okay? Then you deal with color codes which are present as some potential problem, right? Um, so, for instance, if you, you got certain certain colors, tell them that, hey, there might be a potential issue here, okay? So um, the use of a color can distract from black and white text. Uh, they often are difficult for colorblind people or blind people to interpret. So you see people who are technically colorblind, right? Or a motherfucker, uh, white folks say, I heard white folks say this before. They say, well, I don't, um, I don't see color. Oh yeah, I know all about. I know all about them. Matter of fact, I was that. I was that uh, person in the in the, uh, in the chat, uh, Pitani. I was at Missouri. Um, they call it CMSU. I was there today, actually, for a graduation at the at the school of the Tigers, the Fighting Tigers. All right, black and yellow. I was there today. I know all about it. Yeah, I was. I was on their campus today. Right. 
And I, so I, I listen, I pick up on all of this type of shit that they do. Okay? <laughs> this is how deep this shit goes. This is just the color coded system. Um, so understand that when, when motherfuckers colorblind, right? And they say, oh, I'm colorblind, I don't see color. Right? That could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. Alright? Okay, but if you tell somebody tells you that they don't see color, they're telling you that they don't see the cold, the genetic cold. Okay. Um, so let's give you an example, right? Systems incorporating color codes include electrical wiring. What about what did I tell you about electric uh, the electrical grid, right? The, the grid uh, of your DNA, right? The digital rain, as they call it. Okay. Um, it deals with electric color code, aka the resistors. It deals with shit like jumper cables, right? Black and red, electricity, right? <laughs> um and see, I, matter of fact, I'll show you how deep this is, right? Because I was hanging out with my uncle a couple weeks ago. And they had, and see, these motherfuckers, they play with, they'll, they'll, they'll play with shit like that, uh, uh, you know, inadvertently, right? Motherfucker comes up, like, you cool, cool brother, right? We get to talking. And, you know, I'm hanging out with all the OGs. Brother pulls up. He got on red and black. Right? Now, the young cats that's wearing red, they don't understand the level of this thing, right? So they they dealing with it on a gang level, on the blood level, right? Blood crypt shit. Right? It goes past that. So the dude shows up, he's got red and black on but she used to tell me he hires and fires white boys for a living. And I said, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, what do you do exactly? He says, oh, you know, I control the electricity in the city. I'm the one who's over the electricity, power, and light. See, black and red. Black, black and red deals with um, the electronic color code. Electrical wiring. The jumper cable of life. I hope y'all really understand what I'm saying here, man. Okay? I mean, this is how deep this shit This is deep shit. Now, another example is um, audio connectors, right? Video connectors, optical fibers, PC connectors, right? Um, Ethernet, okay? Video games deal with health and magic points, right? To distinguish the different points, right? And then you got in navigation, it deals with navigation and light, C marks, characteristic light, traffic lights, technology, right? It deals with fire extinguishers, bottle gases, uh, black hat hacking, as they call it, white hat, gray hat, okay? Um, go look up what the white hats are, right? This will, this will give you an example of that, right? Um, and in the military, they use... Uh, Remember, I told you earlier about the rainbow shit. They use what they call rainbow herbicides, right? Now, the, the rainbow herbicides are uh, chemicals that they use, right? These are your chemtrails, okay? Um, then you got the rainbow codes. You, you have uh, the NATO shit, right? Um, you have then the social functions. You got different social shit. And then in, even in religion, you have uh, clerical vestments, frontals, altar hangings, 
Christian churches, right? Um, I mean, all of these things are color-coded. They're color-coded. Okay? Now, um, I just, uh, I'm going to read this to y'all because a lot of people don't get this, right? And I'm thankful that the ancestors have given me this information to share with y'all because niggas have played with me with this information. Like, I don't be knowing what's going on. Right? So, I, I'm going to represent the gold and yellow. Right? Uh, I, you know, I, there's a lot of different colors I could typically represent here. Okay? Um, I like to think of myself as a as a novice here, so I, you know, I, I, I have, I'm a student of all, really of all of these subjects. So I'll read them to you so you can understand how they color code shit, even somewhere like a graduation. I like that, um, Pianchi, I hope I'm saying your name right. Pianchi says that the Hubble telescope detect the light from distant galaxies years away and decipher the light spectrum to detect elements in the gases coming from optics. Exactly. Now, I'm going to give it to you all. I, you know what? Matter of fact, let me see if I can pull it up right quick. Um, because, because you just made a very good point. All right. Let me see if I can find it what I was looking for. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. So, little Uzi Vert, right? did the whole pink diamond shit, right? He put a pink diamond in the middle of his forehead, right? And there was an article that came out that says, how the discovery of rare pink diamonds led one reporter into the world of thrillers, right? Then they go on to say, um, well, Louis versus I'm trying to turn into a diamond, right? Okay. Now, there's, a, there's an article from NASA, and I'll see if I can pull it up here. Just a second, I'm going to pull it up because I want y'all to hear this. All of this shit, man, and listen to me, man. When y'all doing shit on your paperwork, all makes a difference. All right. All right. Listen, man. They blackballed me. That's why, that's why my audience is so small right now. Half the niggas that claim they was down with me, that listen to me, ain't even on no more. All right? And if y'all know some of them niggas, go holler at them. Right? But just don't give a fuck. You don't rock with me. Nigga, just say your ass sweet or you an agent. Right? Ain't nothing wrong being an agent. But what kind of agent are you? Are you an agent of ascension or dissension? Anyways, the article says that new stars turn galaxies pink even though there are no pink stars. Since if you look through a telescope eyepiece, distant galaxies appear white. But with advanced cameras that pick up individual photons, some regions show a different color of pink. These are codes. Remember, right? They show when you codes. In our own galaxy, it's overwhelming color of star-forming regions like the Orion Nebula. And in some galaxies, the pink color can dominate a telescope's entire field of view. This isn't some optical illusion or a false color image. These regions, galaxies, are, truly are pink. Okay? They're really pink. Okay? Now, let me help you understand 
why this nigga got a pink diamond, right? Because they say the color pink technically don't even exist. But how come you how come you can see the color pink? If that's the case, okay. Let, let me help you understand. Pink represents. And if we're talking about, in gra- let's say that you're in undergraduate school, right? And you graduate um, with your degree, right? In higher science. This is how they, this is how they, this is how they use this shit against you. Right? And they're, they're trying to lock your codes down. Motherfucker, don't lock me into one science. Fuck you. You can't lock me into a specific science. I mastered music a long time ago. And I went on from mastering music to mastering myself. The master in law, the master in my health, the master in my own psych uh, psychology, my own uh, 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 psyche, right? There's levels to this shit. Okay, biology is one of them. But let me give you the levels so that y'all can understand. New levels, new devils. Okay, pink represents music. This is the reason why. Uzi Vert wanted to turn into a pink diamond. He wanted this nigga said, I'm trying to turn into a, a, a galaxy. What he's trying to tell you, all right, nigga, I'm trying to turn into a celestial being. Right? Salmon pink represents public health. Citron represents social science work, urban life, okay? Um, uh, uh, copper represents economics. Russet represents uh, conservation or forestry. Crimson, which is a hot red, represents journalism, communication. Scarlet represents theology, um, and also represents canon law, right? The canon laws, which is um, uh, Catholic, right? Um, Orange represents engineering, okay? Apricot represents nursing. Golden yellow, right, represents all sciences, Okay, uh, maize or like corn color represents agriculture. Lemon represents library science. Sage green represents hygiene, rehab, and physical science. Kelly green represents medicine or osteopathy. Olive green represents pharmacy. Remember, this is all color codes here, right? Olive green represents pharmacy. Light blue represents education, counseling, um, a uh, 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 peacock blue represents public administration, government services. Dark blue represents political science, philosophy, ethics. Right? See, I was see, and it's funny, right? Because you could say that that the information I dropped, right, is on the ethical side. So, so there's your ethics, right? But they wanted to move me. They didn't want me teaching you ethics. They wanted me to only teach theological or, or to be a theologian. Think I represent all these sciences. Okay, lilac represents dentistry, just with the mouth, right? Blue violet, architecture, regional city, urban planning, purple. Purple deals with what? Law, jurisprudence, okay? Being a law master, okay? Drab represents business, labor, uh, commerce relations. Brown represents the fine arts or drama. <laughs> uh, gray represents veterinarian science. Silver represents speech or oratory or 
uh, narpathy. And white represents art, literature, history, sociology, English. I'm, I'm just trying to show y'all, man. Yeah, if you if you're in the uh, chat, and you want to keep hearing the show. Go ahead and call in. 347-989-0194 Alright So understanding these different things Then you understand That the color codes And the DNA codes And the codons Right They all make They all make um, They all make a connection So the genetic code Is the set of rules That are used by What they call living cells To translate information Encoded with genetic material, your DNA, your RNA sequence, the, 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 the nucleotides, the triplets, the codons that they turn into proteins, the telomeres, all of that shit. Okay. A motherfucker tried to say I was uh, a Google scholar. Nigga, fuck you. I got hella books and information. Right? <laughs> it was a compliment to say this to this, right? Now, um, let's just talk about some numbers real quick, right? So this can be understood, all right? And, and I'd like to talk about the number seven, um, you know, sixes and, you know, really all, all numbers are to some extent dealing with a form of a cult. It depends on what form of a cult your ass is in. Seven is a number of completeness and perfection, both physical and spiritual. It derives a whole lot of its meaning from being tied directly to God's creation of all things. This is why I tell you, nigga, I'm in all sciences. I'm, I'm graduating from all sciences. Don't just tie me into one. Right? That's a seven. That's what the circle seven is about. So the number seven is also important in Hindu, Islam, and Judaism. Okay? Seven is the foundation of God. It's also um, what they call an angel number. Okay? See, it's really important to understand this because uh, when you're gliding to eternity, you glide to eternity with seven circuits, proteins. Alright? So there's virtually no culture from history in which number seven doesn't play a cosmic role. Nor is there a religion in which the number seven is not positive? So when you look at ancient scripts, Egyptian scripts, hieroglyphics, religious files, you'll notice that the number seven appears more than any other number and almost in every case represents a good sign. For people who are fortunate enough to have this angle number, right? Or angle or angel, angles of light, right? A belief to have uh, an angel that sits on their left shoulder that protects them from harm. Okay, so the number seven is one of the most mysterious and secret numbers for which the human species knows, and this is repeated continuously in all religious texts uh, where the number seven is put on a pedestal. Why? Well, first of all, there's everyday use, right? Uh, it's a free number, which is not uh, only a, a what they call a, 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 a mercy free number, Two on three minus one equals seven, but a double mercenary free number, since the number three, which is an exponent, is also a mercenary free number. So the calculation is not only significant in mathematics, okay, but not many numbers are double mercenary numbers. 
So the Babylonians um, worshipped the gods, right? And basically they said that they had mythological creatures or myths. But they also invented something that we use to this day. They divided the week to seven days, hence a week, why they observed the moon, the stars, the sun, right? And they come to the agreement that seven is such a powerful number that perfectly divides the week into seven days. You niggas, man, I, listen, <laughs> I got to get with this shit. This is how powerful this shit is. 777, seven, seven. right? We're talking about numbers here, right? Cold. Now, let me get it to y'all. If you're in the chat and you want to call in, it's going to cut you off. You got three minutes to call in in the chat. Okay? Now, the study... Oh, okay. Pekani. That's interesting. Uh, P-I-A-N-K-I. Right? Question in the chat. Right? Exactly what's in, in this book here. Right? So the study of uh, Pekaniov's publication of the Tomb of Ramesses, an English translation that Eric Horon claims has yet to be superseded, supplemented by Buddhist illustrations from the Tomb of Seti I, for the following reason, according uh, to, to Pekaniov, complete versions of the book Adama, which was first appeared in the 18th dynasty, are found in the tombs of Thutmose III and Anamose II. The first divisions are found in the 19th dynasty. Okay. Now, it says, and this is dealing with DNA, RNA, and protein, like I was telling you about, right? Because all of the funerary texts, Adama, the book of the hidden chamber, explained the century Egyptian doctrine of life after death related to the trans the, the transfiguration of the deceased. The book describes quantum events related to the to the lytic cycle and the accession of the lambda prophase Osiris by mapping the preferred path from this world to the next. Okay. That was only available for souls who rode and raised ferry boat, that is the Lambda Vector. In the afterlife, the text exhorts the deceased to go forth into the day or to join the light of the sun. After merging in, into the sun god, the deceased is transfigured into the shape of a god, a being of matter and light in the energy funnel of the duai. But to make this transformation, the deceased must travel and raise bark through the dark, deep valley of the duai along a guided diffusion pathway for incoming phase lambdas through the lambi, Horan, or the site of the integrated lambda, genome. Okay, we're still talking about DNA here. The chemical journey through the duat resembles the serodynamic energy landscape of the host cell where proteins fold to native uh, conformations with the energy landscape. It's all about energy, right? This is your matrix. Now, in the process, the deceased visits the hidden chamber of Osiris, the 30 prophase attachment site containing a conserved sensory. Uh, they call a 15 uh, BP region where recombination takes place. So similarly, the domain of Osiris contains 15 odds, and the Egyptian afterlife game uh, Sedet had 30 squares. Okay, now that, that gets a little a little deeper. We start talking about numbers and stuff. But um, so when we talk about because uh, supra molecular chemists identify molecules, the numerous deities in the Adama able to distinguish each other by their shape or property, a.k.a. the codes. 
So thus we have the pharaoh using a new science method to describe quantum experiences and molecules that the deceased encounter in the afterlife. The elaborate Egyptian system of the metabolicist depicts the shape and properties of molecules in the universe through a catalytic process. Okay? It's a bind it's a binding process. Okay? What did, what did I tell y'all about the binding of DNA, right? So so this is a 12-hour journey. Two plus one is three, right? Um, so it's a 12-hour journey of the deceased sun god, right, and a crew of the duai on Earth. A cell represents the catalytic process and follows the central dogma of the DNA to the RNA protein. So let me pull this up for y'all, right? Okay. Now the number twelve. Let's just take a look at it, so y'all can y'all can understand why they code shit and colors and numbers. Uh, remember when you was a kid, you did paint, paint by numbers. They were trying to teach your ass things, right? The problem where motherfuckers have failed is that they don't teach you properly. So you just think all oh, this shit is just just some random shit to do. The number twelve carries religious, mythological, and magical symbolism generally represent perfection entirely or cosmic order and traditions uh, since antiquity. Okay? It's also, it's an angel number too. These are divine numbers. Okay? Now, what does 12 mean? It's important to say that this number is composed of numbers 1 and 2. Well, I know that the number 1 is related to new beginnings and progress. This number also is a symbol of growth and inspiration, independent and success. Number 1 means that you will achieve your goals. Right? So if you've seen angel number 12, it means that you should focus on divine life purposes. So there's no coincidence that there's a 12-hour journey, right, of the deceased to the sun. Right? So they're saying when you, when, you, when you die, you're going to the sun. Right? I mean, this is, this is some really deep shit here. Now, since the presence of the deceased at the northern pole of the earth, All right, since so the, the presence of the deceased at the northern pole of the Earth cell is important for polar localization of proteins, which is critical for bacteria cell division. Remember I told you earlier about the bacteria, right? Chromosome uh, partitioning, the cell cycle control. In the first stage of uh, or dorsation or phase lambda, this binds the malatose receptor site of the bacterial Earth cell. Now, if this is going over your head, I want you to think about uh, uh, Nas in the Ether song, right? Uh, I hate these niggas with Ether. That the whole Ether shit, Ether Nine, it was a gas, right? He was, I mean, that's why niggas was so going over Ether. Ether was metaphysical. He hit Jay Z with the metaphysical shit. Now Lambda binds at the malatose receptor site of the bacterial earth cell. Induction of the malatose binding protein activates the formation of the polar distortion called the polar caps, which is a gap between the cytoplasm and the cell wall, resulting in deformation and subsequent protein enrichment. Okay? So the process begins with the fearing of charged or neutral species across the cell membrane by the lambda vector, what an Egyptian calls the sun bark. The crew of the sun bar constitutes a supermolecular or a group of individual ions and molecules united by weak bonds into a discrete unit 
with a well-defined structure and dynamic. So this unit of self-assembly molecule is bound together with what? A threefold purpose. So when your body sends out the SOS signal, right, there's a recombination uh, effect that happens or a DNA repair. So the initiation of transcription by the host cell, which, which we call enzymes, okay, the, the DNA polymers is to then transcribe the recombinant species. So the, the excision of lambda prophage and activation of what they call the lytic cycle for the translation to protein. Okay? So just to help you understand, Osiris or the god of Duat is what they call the lambda prophage. And you have the sun god, which, uh, which is the incoming uh, lambda. And then you have the earth. The earth deals with uh, bacteria because they say that people on the earth are bacteria. So this is where um, you have what they call E. coli. E. coli is the host bacteria. So basically, my nigga, when they tell you don't eat that food because it's got E. coli in it, they tell you not to eat that shit, nigga, because your ass is E. coli. So when the E. coli gets too high, it means that people's uh, DNA strands are uncoiling and they're rising up. Okay? Um, the, the Apophis, uh, the monster, is the what they call the, the Lex A repressor protein. And you got Horus. Horus deals with the Lambda protein. Okay, you have Seth. Seth deals with the Lambda CL protein, which is the repressor protein. Okay, um, and then you have the deceased sun god, which deals with the mobile DNA of the, of the deceased. Um, and then you have the crew of the deceased sun god, and they deal with the super or the supra-molecular complex, or they deal with what they call the lactose, or the premies. And you have ISIS, right? And, and you know, I, the, the whole ISIS concept, right? Um, that's your feminine aspect. This deals with the lactose and the metabolism, okay? And you have Thoth, which is the moon god, and Thoth deals with the RNA, the polymers. He deals with the... Remember, Thoth was the one... Who had the scribe. So thoughts deal with transcription. Right? Re- rewriting your code. See, thought is the one that writes your fucking code. The, your, your, your matrix code. Nigga, you want to be the one? You want to be Neo? Your code has to be written that way. Okay? Um, you have thoughts 42 books. It's just with... Uh, D-repression of 42 genes, 4 plus 2 is 6. It's D-repression, okay? And then you have the Egyptian Moon Festival, which is the model for phage growth, which is, which relates to lactose. Um, uh, uh, it deals with um, eclipse periods, and it deals with absorption, right? So this also, this all goes into the moon, the moon cycles. So real quick, right? And, and this goes back to number 7. Seven major serpents or proteins glide through the book of Adama, which describes the chemical reaction that relates to transcription, okay? So the lithic lifestyle and prophase excision. Um, so the textual description of actual drawings that you'll see show the correspondence between the Egyptian serpents, right, and the DNA binding proteins. Now, let me help y'all out, right, so y'all can understand what the fuck I'm talking about. The, the the serpents that they discuss, right? Okay, the the coiling of your DNA, right? That that serpent shit. 
say, when you rise to a certain level, right? That that's that's the eagle, right? But 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 the DNA has to rise up. So technically, because they're supposed to be in union together, they rise up together, right? So this whole killing the faction shit, motherfuckers want to keep niggas locked down and shit. That's what this is about. Okay. Um, you know, shout out to to Jonah. I mean, I had I had many conversations with him about this type of stuff. You know, I mean, this is this is this is the this is the reality of this type of information. All right. You know, snake and eagle is supposed to be in, and, and this is go back and look at all the Egyptian texts. This is. This is the, the, you know, this is not enough to do. They're supposed to be in union with each other, right? Now, the following brief summary of proteins that appear um, at the appropriate time during the during the chemical reactions um, help you through your journey, right? So let me help you understand this, right? Um, you have the the pyramid text, right, which deals with the, the Lexa monster repressor protein, right? That's one. You have the the, the record protein. Mentioned, which is the R, the, the basically this is the RECA protein, so multifunctional enzyme. Okay, then you have the the repressor protein, which is Horus. All right, so you have Apophis, you have uh, mentioned, you have Horus. Okay, then you have Seth. Okay, then you have the activator protein. Then you have the repressor protein. And then you have what they call the uh, the enzyme decimate protein. Okay, these make up your seven snakes. Okay. All right. So um, I dropped a lot of info there. All right. So I'm gonna open up the call line. So take a quick break. You wanna holler at me? This is the time. Um, it's, this is an incredibly short audience today. I don't know where everybody was at. Niggas just want to hear about commerce, but, you know, this is important information. Um, I would love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, like I said, you know, this is color codes. These are codes. These are DNA codes, right? The black codes. Black codes deal with your DNA. That's why I'm going through this tonight. It's a heavy, heavy subject. A lot of y'all, you have to go back and listen because they don't want you to catch this type of information. All right. All right, I'm going to uh, be right back. We'll take a quick break. And uh, we'll open up the call lines if you want to holler at me. We'll be right back.
love you, that mean you better Keep it one Yeah Some will love you, some will use you Nothing wrong with that as long as you know who's who Gemini, do what I want when I'm in the mood to Soon as they think you need something, that's when they lose you Soon as you know they need something, that's when you get them back Crazy when you know what they want, you never give them that Better to let her do a thing, I like to give her slack Smoke a little bit, but she drink, I like to get her smack Walk downstairs to the kitchen, I like to get her snack She get on my nerves, but I can live with that All the bullshit that I did, gotta consider that. She just keep applying the pressure into a nigga crack, crack. German engineering, she pulling up Time to get out of here, we did the hood enough As if a nigga ain't hood enough Nah baby, 99 ain't good enough What's up? You ain't gotta lie, just a ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Real talk Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one Now I'm asked for much, so if I dap you up, just please. Uh, yeah. I gotta keep it real as the song is. Friends turn into brothers when they've been with you the longest. I know I ain't the brightest, I ain't saying you the wrongest. But the maintenance man already told us that they was on us. I thought I had a buyer for the peas, they ain't like those. Left them in your room, then you try to catch a flight, yo. Deep down in your heart, you know that wasn't right, bro. They fuck around and ran up in the crib, same night, yo. Six pounds of haze in your closet is what they see in there. 48K in my closet, I wasn't even there. Work wasn't mine, but the money sure. Was. What I should've knew was that it wasn't all love You bailed out and told me you was gonna give the bread back Your man was right there, he could tell you you said that Had to separate, I can't do the pretend shit The charges got thrown out and so did the friendship Just keep it one with me Word. You ain't gotta Word. lie, just a ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me you ain't gotta lie, just a ride, just keep it one with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just a ride being real. You should try to just keep it one with me. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just a ride, just keep it one. Number one, get yourself in. Um, you can holler at me. Uh, tell you go to makemorecommerce.com. I got a webinar coming up. Uh, I'm gonna be going into some good information on court processes, how to properly do your injunction. Um, excuse me, not, I mean, excuse me, your um, constitutional challenge. All right, we're going into that and looking at some some different ways to incorporate that 
HBCU cases, things like that, right? So I invite you to go to makemorecommerce.com. You can sign up for that. You need to holler at me. Um, I don't see nobody with their hands up tonight. So hopefully, man, y'all got something out of this this uh, this information. Six one zero four two one. Hold on. Peace to the God, Joey. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing Peace great. I'm doing great. I appreciate you. What you dropping tonight, man? Go ahead, bro. I'm uh, going nowhere. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's it's heavy information. I didn't even get to all the information I wanted to drop. I mean, too. I got so much more info. I ain't even get to too much of the law, but it seemed like I had to deal more with the biology of the, of the code. But this is how important the code is. Like you do like the Hambarambi code, and the black code. I mean, there's so many codes. That's why I dealt with the code of honor. Wow. Isn't this isn't this important? If you if there's something if there's something um uh called eternal life. Okay. This will have to be very important. Because if you're gonna travel through if you're gonna if you're gonna go from this realm to the next dimension and keep moving consciously, aren't you gonna have to know these infinite this information? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean that, but that's, that's the reason why that's why I think this information is so important because what you what you're dealing with really is is the advancement of of your own psychology, right? So that's why that's why I read like in life, right? Um, people go to school and they get a degree, and, and really, like if you think about this, right? Like for instance, I'm at my sister's graduation, right? And Graduation today was just for one specific degree, okay? And, and you have different levels within that degree, right? But then the thing about it that people fail to realize is that in life, when, when you're dealing with life, there's, there's um, to say, what is it, be a, a student of all, master of none, something like that, right? So you, so you become, and really I, I've always tried to master anything I took up to a certain extent. So I would think that you become more of a teacher. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> or a throat shocker. I think you become more of a teacher in life. So, so it becomes a, a point where okay, you pass to the next level in life. Okay. Then you have to be prepared with the information. This is why a lot of times a lot of people fail because they're not prepared. They're, you're not given the proper information. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, niggas been playing with me with colors for a minute, and I couldn't figure it out. And then, it, and then I had to go deeper into the in, into the, the esoteric side of it to understand the color game. That's why I gave you out a color break that night. Yeah, I like that. Um, I never, I never knew. Um, I, I always knew that colors meant something. I just never knew that. What, what, what they actually meant. So I always wore colors that just felt right 
for how I felt that day or what I felt like wearing, you know what I mean? I never really knew right. what each color meant and what I was wearing that day, <laughs> you know? Yeah, listen, listen, there, there's military yellow that means something. Yeah, it does. Listen, there's even, there's <laughs> even, um, for instance, right, the, okay, so I, I just write it out to you. So the color pink is thought to be um, a common color, right? It's associated with love, kindness, femininity. All right, so people associate color with things that are feminine or girly, right? When they say pink, right? But it's not necessarily that's not necessarily the case. But then if you look at, um, yeah, I'll put it up right quick. So, okay, so if you cause remember, the military has what they call what a color guard, right? Yeah. Okay. That's right. So they do. Why is the why does the military have a color guard? And I got a whole PDF on that information, which which I'll have to go into another time. But just to give you an idea, right, you see a cat with a black fez on, or if you see somebody wearing black, okay, mm-hmm. it means under under the, the mental awareness color code in the military, it deals with being in the fight. If you, if you see somebody with red on, it means that they're ready to fight. If you see somebody with orange on, it means that, that they recognize a specific potential threat. Okay? If you see somebody with yellow on, it means that they're situa- situationally aware that there is a threat of imminent danger. And if you see somebody with white, it means that they could be a potential victim or they're unaware of the fucking threat. Wow. And then I, I think of all these high schools around here and the colors that they choose. Yeah. Well, that that that's important. Yeah, because you know the high school will be situated around the um where um the inner city is. You know, you have the inner city, which Correct. their colors was red and black. So they they was ready to fight. And and their name they're ready to fight. Yeah, yeah, and their name was the Red Knights. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then we had the suburban school which was blue and yellow. So they recognized that there was a threat around them. Right. You be and motherfucking you see like like red and white, it means you're ready to fight, but you're unaware of what the fight is. You see a and that black was black the, uh, in the fight. Goodness, goodness, goodness. So you have the, 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 that's very important, Joey. Now, man, I don't know why. This is not. I mean, had, listen, I, I, I had no, I had no intention of talking about this tonight. But I think that. Ancestors really want this information out tonight. This is why I was, I was given this. I was given this particular set of information today from from a very divine place. I mean, that's why I was talking about the the, the DNA codes, the DNA sequencing, right? When when, when your DNA awakens, right, the codex so the, or the codes, the color codes, like where it says, even green represents the code. <laughs> You know, the green, the, 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 or excuse me, the, the, the green code or the green ring represents the matrix code coming out of the matrix. Coming out of the matrix. The, 
the digital ring. Motherfucker told me I'll be framing a lot of shit. I'm like, nah, if you look at the facts, they all make sense. All the facts. And you just gotta see it. You just gotta see it when you're reading it or when you're looking at it. Yeah, you gotta open your eyes up. I mean, listen, man, I I can only give y'all my truth. I promise you everything I say tonight, I'm not making it up. You can go back and research it. I gave some really heavy terms tonight by, for biology and stuff. And just mm-hmm. the biology of who we are. I mean, dude, I, I've seen over the last year, bro, I, like I can tell you my whole life, I, I would see shit and then really understand it. Wasn't until mm-hmm. it wasn't until um, the last year that I started coming into the encounter with the spirit realm, like real heavy. Right, yeah. my, my cousin got so deep into the realm, he got possessed. I seen it in him. I'm like, bro, you yeah. don't went too far, nigga. But that's that's yeah. what he wanted. He was searching for that. Me. I'm just giving information to buy like that. I'm not searching for it. Sometimes it just comes to me. And that's why I'm showing y'all the color code, the code of arms. You know, yeah. don't think other brothers don't know about this shit. Right, they have to. And and, and it just, and um, we, it's just important to remember that it's all about my yacht. So you have to keep the proper balance and then whatever that's right. That's right. It's got to be some balance. That's right. Listen, I'm, you know, we are in a spiritual war. Do I am I am I prepared to fight? Yeah. Do I want to fight? Not necessarily. But are we in the fight? We always in the fight. We always yeah. are in the fight. Yeah. And it's always, always good to know. Be aware of the threat of it. You know, be aware of it to not be unaware of it. <laughs> That's kind Come on, of man. Thing. People try to push you. People want to push you out of the fight, man. You know. That's why, you know, and, and the thing is, is that's why you see so many people in the music industry, you know, they, you know, for instance, Cameron used to sport the color pink all the time. Niggas didn't understand why he could sport pink, yeah. right? It's a, pink is actually a very powerful color, believe it or not, mm. right? Because of what it represents. But it's also not a situation that wear color. It's a color that says I don't want to be a part of that shit. That's um, uh, that's how I came to me back when I was about seventeen. He had um, wore these shirts; they were white, and then our coach um, bleached them, and they came out pink. But they they was like dope pink, right? So we we just rocked them, and they was um, they had the pink, and then they had the the black number on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we was like, oh, okay. So we rocked them the whole rest of the season. Yeah. And um, we ended up winning the title. It was us against grown men, Joey. Like, we, we won that joint. We wasn't supposed to win that. And then That's we won. because y'all was operating with that feminine energy. So, so, so you know, a lot of cats think, well, man, you... You know that that that's that's too feminine. That's not masculine enough. But you gotta understand that that's duality, though, man. You you as a man, you gotta operate with both sides, masculine and feminine. So that's what well, that's my what? eye. That that's your guess, balance. Okay. Okay. So we must have ran up against that that energy because on. one of the dudes that we beat, the, the the grown man, was like, "Hey, y'all know that ain't really no color, right? Pink ain't really one of the colors." 
Yeah, you just like try to you tell can't, us that. You know, you can't even. Well, that's what I'm saying. Pink. That's what I said earlier. They say technically you you not even pink. Is technically they say it's not even a color. They they say but but, but they say well how can you see pink? Because pink is such a it's such a is a white color, but it's situationally aware that it starts to actually look takes on a red color that looks pink. That makes sense. White, white, yeah, white, and, white and red are pink almost. We weren't a part of it. We were a part of it, but we weren't a part of it. We were the young boys coming in, and we won, and they would, they didn't like that, so they had to call us out that we were a part of it, but we weren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like, hey, listen, man, just get back. With that. <laughs> what we dealing with here is very, very powerful, man. You know, in, in the sense where, and that's why I dealt with the numbers, the number code, super. You know, the number seven is a powerful number, man, when it comes to, to its codes. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings my last point. Um, I've been for the last like three months, Joey. I don't know why, but I've been going. It just came to me, and I've been doing it. I've been doing everything in either three, six, or nine. Right? Okay? Yeah, so I was doing that, right? So I was doing that, right? So I was doing that, and then something downloaded to my brain, like you know about number seven is, is very important. So I, I I started to throw that seven in there, and lately I've been doing everything in sevens. Mm-hmm. And I and here you come tonight <laughs> with this. About number seven, um, which brings me to my connecting last point, which is I love that movie called The Gods of Egypt, mm-hmm. and it breaks down all the Wait, gods, the gods of Egypt. Oh yeah, just talking about the one. Yeah, I'm just talking about the one where they didn't use none of our people. But go ahead. That's one. Yeah, they had um. Um, the dude, what's his name? Was thought. Um, he just died. Um, he played Black Panther. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, we all know you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, he was in that movie. I didn't he know he was in that movie. He was thought. He and, was, um, he, 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 he was, was the only was brother thought. in there. He was thought. He was. He was <laughs> the See what I'm saying? To, to who he represents the scribe. See, and what yeah. they and, and see, see that see what they try to do is they say, well, black represents death, and if black represents death, then, then to who he had to be black, because and that's why they say black death. That's why they call call devil's food black and angel food white. Right? It's all reversed. So to who he dealt with life, right? Which is technically death. Yes, I mean I, I love every time that comes on, I watch it. Yeah, and it just, it's just like it, it's it's pointing me towards what I need to know, and that's those are the downloads, and that must must be what you're saying. It's happening to you, like your your thoughts and things are taking you into places, and those are the forces around here making you. Going to where you're going into. So, 
why you see Jonah wear a lot of gold. Where you know, it's why it's why you'll see. You know, with me, I wear gold. I wear silver. I wear. I keep the copper on too. You know, be, because because it's a situationally aware thing where when you in the fight, you have to stay protected. Yeah, right now I'm rocking that silver, and um, I rock my beads too, man. I rock the beads with the. Uh, I got the tiger. Keep all that shit on, dog. Motherfuckers work. Motherfuckers be rocking their onks and shit. Dude, I, I, I keep the stones on me. I keep copper. On. I'm keeping all types of situations you wear protection on. You know, that's that's to fight off the spiritual side. And then the oils, you know what I'm saying? The smells. Certain certain spirits don't like certain smells. I mean, this is, you know. And, and to be honest, that's a cold. Somebody had to figure that out. To break the code at some point in time and say, well, how can we become so aware of what's going on spiritually that we break that part of the code, right, where we can protect ourselves? That's crazy, man. When I be coming in with the smells, with the oils and stuff, I be noticing certain people's reactions, man. Man, you going to a courtroom with frankincense on, man? That shit wore off some damn demons in the court. I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so I'm just, you know, I I realized that, you know, I you know, even for me, man, I, like I said, I've had to to double down spiritually, man, because mm-hmm. I I'd have been attacked by my own people. You know what I'm saying? whether they friends, family, I don't watch motherfuckers just completely I'm not afraid to tell y'all, nigga, I'm I'm completely dolo out here, right? So I, so I, I don't have, you know, I really don't have nobody to turn to, to to talk to about this shit other than the people I deal with on the radio. You know, my own family don't don't resonate with me. You know, this is, I think that's what this I, information does, man. It's like we're here too. It is man. what it Same does. Thing. It, it is yeah. what it does, man. I mean, yeah. people, <laughs> even in this information, I. That's why I told you I watched half my audience go away. I, that's okay. It don't bother me. My message still gonna get out. But people, if you stop resonating with me at a certain at a certain point, it's because you you either not vibrating where I'm vibrating at, or or we vibrated away from each other. You know. Yeah. So. Well, Jonah said it a long just, time ago. I rock with people that think like me. You know, you gotta think like me at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a fact, man. That's a that's a that's a true fact. I mean, and that's why it's important to protect your mind, because that's your greatest asset, man. Your mind and your spirit, dude. You know, I, I got protected. I mean, I, I well, I've been protected, but I got I got hit real heavy, you know, with spiritual warfare over the last year and a half. You know, and that's why I was able to. One, that's one of the reasons why I was able to drop some of the information I've dropped. But it's also, you know how I've been able to break the codes that were presented to me. Code crackers. You know? So, well, I, feel I find it, and, that's, and that's part of the honor system. It's part of the honor system, you know? You, if you figure something yeah. out, you pass it down so the next person doesn't have to have such a hard time. You yeah. know? I, I feel, I feel yeah. that you're very strong in that way, man. You're always going to be yeah, man. Well, yeah, and listen, that's why I told people, man, when they tried to, you know, motherfuckers tried to take me out, 
they tried to give me cold too. They tried to uh to to, to poison my food and my water. Shut me the fuck up. They came to me and told me to shut up. Okay. They killed niggas around me. Okay. I mean, I'm not. This is not. I, I'm not exaggerating this shit. This all this shit has really happened. You know, mm, they man. put my mama in the hospital twice in a week. Put my daddy in the hospital. I mean, this is all the shit that they did, man. Because they didn't want this. They don't want this information out there. They don't want this shit out there. So, either you're gonna, either you're gonna live for for a cause or you're not. You know. Stand for something, die for nothing. Die for anything. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, like I said, bro, I, I, I dropped this info because, you know, we all have to be situations where I, I'm not the, you know, I'm not, I'm not the end all be all to this info, but I am one of the conduits to present it. So that y'all can go to y'all research a little bit further. Go get that book I talked about. You know, that's crucial. Yeah. Matter of fact, y'all get a chance, go watch the lecture. The lecture's called Balls of Fire by Judy K. King. Go watch her lecture. It's on YouTube. Only lecture she ever did. Balls of Fire. It's a very deep lecture. It's going to take you at least two or three times to really get through it because the information is so deep. But it deals with what I'm talking about tonight, the genetic code, breaking the code out. I'm going to check that out. Mm -hmm. It's always always a pleasure talking to you, man. I appreciate it. You too, bro. Tell Shannon I said hello. We want you to stay safe, man. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I will, I will. And um, shoot, I'm gonna tell I said greetings. Tell I said greetings. Let's use that greetings, word. right? <laughs> I've been telling her to get on her consultation with you and all that and keep things going. But uh, you know, she. she yeah, I'm here, man. I'm 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 here. I'm, I'm here, man. When people need help, man, I'm here. I'm still yeah. I'm still here. So, you know, but um, I appreciate you calling, bro. Good to hear your voice. For sure. For sure. I'm going to stay in the back. I'm going to stay right here until you can drop something next week. I probably press one. Oh, absolutely. Too, absolutely. I'll be here. No doubt, man. Peace to the guy, bro. All right. Peace, bro. Peace, bro. All right. Let's go to uh, 314. 280. Peace to the guy. Peace, peace. Yes, sir. It was very profound. Uh, you put my you put my grandbabies to sleep. They was listening to you when I was getting ready to graduate on energy. I was explaining to them about energy. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You know, brother yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Sir. No, I was saying. Say? I, I yeah, said thank yeah. you, brother love. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that energy is 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 very profound. Have you ever uh, read the book uh, or Spiritual Warriors or Healers? No, but I, but I think I'm gonna get me a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. It deals with everything that you were saying, the natural, the natural, and and my, you know, the okay. Heru consciousness. 
the Heru contract. You know, That's right. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and, and with me in solar, Joey, you know, the color code is very important in order to get the energy from the sun, the red and the black. It's a male That's and a female. Right. That's right. You know, you, you know what's funny when you say that because it. you think about fruit. Fruit's color coded. Uh huh. Right, you know, and the, you have the, to. It has food. to be positioned at a certain angle in the, to in order to get the rays from the sun. You know, and I. Right. I guess we have to. You know, I guess we have to eat a certain way in order to 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 get our DNA together. You know. Uh, properly, which you was, you know, I don't know how it's connected, but um, with the, with the DNA, I've been I've been I've been uh, uh, on this meditation. Uh, you ever you ever take that meditation? Uh, mute your chakra. Yeah, You're dealing with your chakra, yeah. basically, right? Yep, yep. That that that's coded too. Um, it's you know because that that opens up um, certain codes. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. There's a book that I have. I was just looking at, um, and I'll give you the name of it. It's called it's called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, right? And there's a, there's a uh-huh. section in here that deals with music, right? And 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 right. in the section it talks about how when you're listening to music. You gotta listen. You should listen to the tones and the vibrations of the tones, right? And, and that's that's what the chakra healing music is: is tonal vibrations. Right, different frequencies. You know, like it, it got the uh, it got chakra healing. It got overcome fear and anxiety. It got the deepest healing, let go, of, and it got positive aura cleansing chakra. You know, and it got yep. different frequencies. You know, one at seven. Our frequency uh, it starts at four thirty-two, and then it goes up to uh, like seven nine hundred and something. You know, yep. for yep. for the highest frequency. You know, so yeah, I was, I was I've been having the, the vibe on that. You know, and That's good, uh, man. yeah, That's and then with you with you bringing out. You know, the energy, you know, first it was reading about the um the uh the black code, you know, and they and you had the uh the the lashes, but they didn't they weren't able to read all of it. And then um, you know, you start breaking down my, my the one that graduated in eighth grade, she had to do a thing on on DNA uh uh this week. You know, she just had to wow. do a paper on it. You know, and she was like, "Wow, wow this wasn't You know, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm glad I was able to, uh, to educate some youth, man. That's what's up. That made me feel real good. Made me feel like teachers wasn't in yeah. vain tonight. Yeah, so, they, <laughs> they, 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 they getting in tune with you, brother. You know, and I'm gonna hit you up. We're working on a program I'm here. Uh, okay. Black Wall Street, you know, and okay. uh, we got the land, like we that. got the land and everything, Joey. Okay, you know? I like that. You know, I like that. That's what's so up. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you in the private, and uh, uh okay, hit me up because uh, uh, they need your, they need your, you know, 
They need your energy and, and guidance, you know? You oh, and I'll, I'll be happy to you know? be happy to help, brother. I'll be definitely happy to help. Yeah, I know. Just hit me up. I know, brother. I will. I will, my brother. So oh, so you on voice, Sundays man. and when, Joey? I'm on Sundays. What days are you on? Only day I'm on. Only day I'm on right now is Sundays. On Sundays? Okay. Yep. All right. I'm going to have to tune I'm, in. I'm working on another day. I'm working on another day. Right. We're gonna probably have, I'm going to probably start trying to get back on on Fridays. Um, uh-huh. You know, because I know people people have been asking for them Friday shows. So I'm I'm, right. I'm working on Friday. So more than likely, I'll get back doing Fridays probably next week. That's the plan. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm okay. going to uh, I'm gonna be in tune with you. Okay, God. That's good to hear your voice, up, man. I appreciate keep up the good work, God. Keep up the good Thank work. You, God. I appreciate All right, God. You, God. Peace. All right, peace, 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 Spread the word, man. Tell somebody to go check out the show. It was it was a quite enlightening show. Alright. Um I got a, what am I announcements? I got a webinar coming up. Alright. Um I feel some seminars coming up, but I'll, I'll give y'all them dates soon. Let y'all know what that's up that's all about. Um other than that, man, I'm gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna take it down. I've been moving around quite a bit lately, so I gotta go sit down somewhere. Um but Appreciate y'all, man. Um, I'll get with y'all next week. Hope that y'all have a great week, man. Uh, and uh, take y'all out with a little fly like an eagle. Peace.
pleased to see so many who have come out to always uh, see for yourself, where you can hear for yourself and then think for yourself, then you'll be in a better position to make an intelligent judgment for yourself. But if you form the habit of listening to what others say about something or someone or reading what someone else has written about someone, somebody can uh, confuse you and misuse you. So as Afro-Americans or black people here in the Western Hemisphere, you and I have to learn to weigh things for ourselves. No matter what the man says, you better look into it. An example of why it's so important to look into things for yourself. I was on a plane between Algiers and Geneva, uh, and it just happened that two other Americans were sitting in the two seats next to me. None of us knew each other. And the other two were white, one the male, the other a female. And after we had been flying along for about 40 minutes, the lady, she says, could I ask you a personal question? I said, yes. She said, well, she had been looking at my briefcase, and she said, well, what does that X? She says, uh, what kind of last name could you have that begins with X? So I said, that's it, X. And she said, well, what does the M stand for? I said, Malcolm. So she was quiet for about 10 minutes. And, and she turned to me and she says, you're not Malcolm X. <laughs> you see, I have, we had been riding along in a nice conversation like three human beings, you know, no hostility, no animosity, just human. And uh, she couldn't take this. She said, well, you're not who I was looking for, you know? And, uh, and she ended up telling me that she was looking for horns and all that and, and for someone who was out to kill all white people, as if all white people could be killed. <laughs> this was her general attitude, and this attitude had been given her, uh, this image had been given her by the press. So before I get involved in anything nowadays, I have to straighten out my own position. And which is clear, I am not a racist in any form whatsoever. I don't believe in any form of racism. I don't believe in any form of discrimination or segregation. I believe in Islam. I'm a Muslim. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.